Welcome, Boneheads. It is here once again, the iconic classic, The Skeleton Crew Horror Podcast. The podcast that will tickle your funny bone and have you screaming for more. Exclusively at Horrorphilia.com with your trio of numbskulls, Dave Z. There's not a whole lot to tell. I'm a pretty simple guy. Jamie Jenkins. And the whole time, I'm like, why am I watching this? And Alex Edwards. Hi, Mr. Bill? Yeah, asshole. You are now entering the Bone Zones. What's up, guys? It is the Skeleton Crew. We are back. It is show 114? Yeah, we're we're here. It is 2016, which means the Skeleton Crew has almost been going on for four straight years. April will be four years. April 2nd. Jamie Jenkins. Hey, Jamie, what's up? Hey, I am doing great. Happy to be here. So excited to get back in the saddle. No, it's like we never left. Third host of the show, Dave Z. What's up, Dave Z? Wow. Just uh, just call me Billy. Everyone else does. They do, don't they? <laughs> and uh, Jamie, can you help me with the situation I have? These two people have been arguing, and, uh, you know, he, he brought a girl here under false pretenses, and I just want you to straighten it out for me. Can you come by? Is that, are you busy? or? He needs a firm hand. Come on, Jamie. Were you killing roaches or something? <laughs> what? what was it? It was a, a lop of grass growing out of your head? <laughs> well, I know. You're playing at the beach. What? Uh, are, yeah. you digging, are you digging holes oh, at the beach? Oh, never mind. I, wow. Oh, my God. I can't believe it took you that long. I know. Okay. You're, you're, you're getting a cake ready. <laughs> Even I knew on the first hint. <laughs> <laughs> well, I took it from you. <laughs> yeah, well... I totally stole your idea. Well, that was funny. Good. You you perfected it, man. He <laughs> said one well, line. No, see, this is what happened in my head. When he said, just call me Billy, everyone else does. I know what I know why he said it. I know where it came from. But as soon as he said that, in my mind, I started going, it's me, Billy. And so... <laughs> Billy, Billy, from, Billy, Billy. From... Uh, Black Christmas or Black yeah, Xmas? <laughs> From Black Christmas. And so then I was off on that. And then I was like, what the f*** are you talking about? And Alex was going, mean, it was so, everything seemed so random and it didn't go and my brain wasn't working. So I get it now. Okay, let's start over. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a good show, I think. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be great. Yeah, man, strap in. <laughs> Don't strap on. <laughs> yeah, don't strap anything on. Just, oh. I want the real, the full effect here. I'm not, I'm not looking to dull my senses, so don't strap anything on. Should we talk? Okay, let's self-promote a little bit, guys. So we have a big show for you. It is the Creep Show Retrospective. We're going to go in-depth on Creep Show 1, 2. Well, it's not really called Creep Show 1, but we're going to call it that. 1, 2, and 3. Um, but we're going to self-promote in a different way. Like Dave said, so much has been going on uh, with everybody except for me uh, when it comes to podcast, apparently. So uh, the, these these amazing people have shows that they started up 
during the Skeleton Crew's hiatus, which was basically uh, for you guys from Halloween till today, when you're listening to this. So, Jamie Jenkins, what show have you concocted? We all know you had Liken It, and I guess... It's still around, I just haven't done it. <laughs> but it's still there. You're like, where will Schmerwolf? Let's get into something else here. So, what have, what have you come up with? Well, there are actually two. Um, one is, uh, and they're completely different. One is Dark Regions Radio, but that, and that is a literary show where we, Brian and I, interview authors, and then I do readings of their story, of, like, short stories in books that are going to be coming out. So that's like a completely different format, a completely different thing. It's a fun thing to do because I like reading. Uh, I like doing audio books. And um, so that's a fun thing. But the most recent thing is called the ABCs of hidden horror. And that also features Dave. Yeah. So, and this was, um, this was Brian's idea and he brought it to me. And then we decided we wanted to have a third person with us. And he said, why not Dave? And I said, I think that's Dave. great. Yeah. So what we do there why? is we're going to... Because Dave is amazing. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> so what we do is we go through there and uh, we go through the alphabet and each episode focuses on a different letter. And then we each bring a movie to the table for us to talk about that we don't feel gets talked about enough. Like a movie that we think has been ignored or overlooked altogether or maybe just forgotten. Uh, maybe it's been out for a while and it just no one talks about it anymore. So they don't have to really be obscure movies. Some of them will be, but they don't have to be obscure. They just have to be movies that we feel no one really mentions. And so the letter A episode is out already. Wait, was that, an, was that the Alex episode or no? Yeah, well, we talked about was you. Oh, I... <laughs> you didn't listen. Also, yeah, that me clearly he didn't listen. Um... Oh, no, I just, I just, I'm just making a joke. I know it's not about me. The, uh, the, uh, we also did a bonus episode where we talked about each of our top ten movies for 2015. Wow. And so, yeah, go check those out. Go check that out. It's the ABCs of Hidden Horror. And how do you feel this is turning out so far? Your honest opinion. This episode. No, the whole show. No, this episode, let's not talk about it. But I'm talking about. I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) No, it's it's something we should not get into. But then I realized what he meant. But at first, when he said that, I thought he meant this show. Then I'm like, oh no, he's asking about ABCs. Yeah, please, don't anybody critique this. I think it's going really well. I think it's going great. We've gotten some really. It's a really good feedback. People seem to be enjoying the idea. People seem to be enjoying the show. Oh, it's awesome. I have a blast on that show. It's so easy. It's so easy. You told me you hated doing it. <laughs> nope. Nope. That oh, was... wait. Oh, Jay. Oh, you don't want to let her know that. There was another show that I, I just stopped doing. Oh, I got confused. I'm so sorry. No, okay. not, no, no I love this one. <laughs> no, it's so easy. We watch three movies and we, and we talk about them and there's no bullshit. We come on, boom, in. Let's talk about these three movies. Right? No intro, no... This, that, the other thing, no news. But no the... intro? What, do you have a problem with what we're doing right now? No, I love it. Oh, listen, <laughs> this skeleton crew is skeleton crew. You got to have the intro. Are you kidding me? It's, it's part of the, the package. But this show, because we do three movies, there's no time to fuck around. So we just, boom, get on there. And the best part, seriously, is that both Jamie and Brian have brought movies that I haven't seen before. 
perfect. And I'm and, and I'm enjoying them. So that that's the best part. Brian is the greatest addition you can have on a podcast. Like I'm mad that we actually picked Dave to be the third guy instead of, <laughs> instead of Brian. Like that, you know, I should have just had you know said Jamie. We already know Brian, right? So can we yeah. get him on here? But what was I thinking? What with an old friend? That never works out. Well, I don't, I don't want to do everything with him. Jeez. I mean, I already do evil episodes <laughs> with yeah. now Dark Regions and ABCs of Hidden Horror. Yeah. Just kidding. Okay, he's looking at me really evilly right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's so well-spoken, knowledgeable, and he gave us one of our people's funnest or greatest, whatever, show of 2015, which was um, it's a very Lovecraftian podcast or something like that. Which people still joke about. Cracks yes. Me up, you know. Mm-hmm. Also... We got engaged. Oh, yes. yeah. Since last we recorded. Yes. We got engaged on the, uh, on, on the, on Alex's wedding day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can you believe that? November, Friday the 13th. <gasps> this is the right show for us all three to be on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to be reasons. getting married on May 13th, which is a Friday. <laughs> so check it out. The only three people, I bet this is history right here. It might be. There's never been three people together on one podcast where it's just three of them, and they are all have been or are going to be married on a Friday the 13th. Yeah, I don't, I don't, think, it's, I don't think it's possible, Dave. <laughs> I don't think it's possible to find three people who would do this. Like, number one, like, I don't think you can find people who would do this as opposed to getting them to be on a podcast beforehand. <laughs> right. Like, I, I agree. I think this is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. And I don't think God will ever make three other people to do something like that. That actually know each other and record shows with each other. Right. I said for years and years and years I would never, ever get married again. Right? Even when I was married the first time, I said this is the first and last time. Done. Because I knew it was bad. Anyway, I said I'll never do it again. But I always had like an, expl- uh, an asterisk after that. I always said, unless there's just... Unless she's a really hot black chick. <laughs> well, come on. Uh, unless, there's, unless there's just one person I would consider it with, and that's it. And because we were friends for 10 years, that was the one I was always talking about. But, Aww. Yeah, I was separated that's for so years. That's so sweet. Yeah, it is sweet, huh? Cool. Yeah, but she is so much cooler than his ex. I would literally, I'd take a, a bat to his ex-wife's head if I could. I wish, I wish, yes. I, I, would, <laughs> I, would, I would, I would, if if I saw her crossing the street, I wouldn't break. <laughs> and I'd love you for it, man. I'm not, a, I'm not afraid to say that. <laughs> T- tell us about the, just tell us why now you don't want to really go back there, but just tell everybody about the the nightmare night of your life when Which you and your ex-wife were fighting one day, so she decided to go into your horror room or whatever you had, and what did she exactly destroy that night? Oh, yeah, she destroyed uh, mostly um, the collectibles and figures, shit like that. She didn't get the posters, luckily, because the posters were... Fuck that. She wanted them, that's why. She knew after we divorced she was going to get them. Because she was just, she was as much into horror as I am. It, well, yeah, not, that bothers me, Jamie. She actually. She knew how much so, it was. Some, yeah, but if she's some reason, that much into it, if she's that much into it, how can she destroy something that she also appreciates? And I mean. That's she didn't want the fig. She didn't care about the figures, I guess. Yeah, but that's fucked up. I couldn't do that. That's, that's cause she, because she loved it that much. She knew how much I loved it, so it would hurt me that bad to do it, you know? Yeah, I could all right, just tell me how many Jason Part 2 things are involved here. How many? You know what? Here, here's a funny story. She actually took 
she was going in the direction of my Jasons, and they were on this glass display thing, and she stopped midway. She knew that if she did that, she might not leave that place alive. <laughs> That's truly what I think. She stopped herself and just turned around and hit my Hellraiser things and my cube and something else. You know what I mean? She ruined your cube? Yeah, yeah I had a what cube. What was she hitting it with? Did she have like a bat or like a fireplace uh-huh. poker? Or... Just her hand. She was just oh, like crashing shit and throwing it around and, you know, wait, wait, destroying wait. her room. Why didn't you restrain her during this uh, endeavor of hers? So many things were going on at that time. Who even knows what was going on? There, you there just was... stood there and watched? I, I, I was begging her not to and I tried to. I was, You know who I felt like and whatever. You guys see Boogie Nights? Yeah. Okay, remember in the beginning when his ma's fucking yelling at him? Yes. And she's tearing yeah. his posters, and he's got tears in his eyes, and he's begging her, please, why would you do this to me? Yeah. And it's an emotional scene. Yeah, I'll but tell his you mother what. has authority over him. At that point, she has no authority over you, because you know it's ending there. <sighs> there was so much stuff going on that... I, I understand it. And my daughter's I mean, in the it's... house, a baby girl. Oh. It's a lot of That's shit so going on. Up. I mean, I look around right now, and at all the shit that we have all over the house. And I'm just like, if... Would you ever do that to Brian? Fuck no. And most of the shit is mine. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, a lot of it is his, too. Like, he had a bunch, and then I came in with a bunch, and then we got a bunch together. But I can't imagine... N- neither one of us would ever consider touching any of this stuff. Um, we never... We don't ever really fight, either. But, um... But, like, I'm just specific, like, my eyes just happen to land on the in case of zombies break glass thing that I made for him. I mean, I guess if I really wanted to hurt him, I could take him. It's his, so I guess I could take a bat to it or something. If I, I couldn't do it. I could never do it. One, I would never want to hurt him that much, you know, at all. But I just, I can't. I can't do it. Yeah, I mean. Kill me. Destroying, you know, even... Barring, I, I guess if if Tiffany cheated. Oh, by the way, I got married. So. Yay! <laughs> that was so, a funny way to lead to introduce it. <laughs> if Tiffany cheated, oh, by the way, I got married. Yeah, so there's a higher stake here. I'm married now. Um, if she cheated on me, I guess I could go into. She has this whole room, which she calls her closet, but it, it's really a bedroom that we're converting into a closet. Which which really means that we have too many rooms in this house, so we're just fucking around with whatever ones we don't really need. Coming up with reasons to use them. <laughs> yeah, so what room was she in? This was like the computer room, and I had all my posters up. and um... yeah, we, Oh, yeah, the, the other room we have is a computer room, which is my new dungeon. Like, I, this is the first show I'm ever doing in, the, in a new dungeon. Nice. Yay. We, nice. we moved. <laughs> That's yeah, cool. Brian, Brian used to have his stuff in a room. When I first moved here, he had all of his figures and everything and all of his memorabilia in the in the library. And I was like, what the fuck? Bring this shit out. Yeah. And he's like, well, I've never, before me, he had never been with anyone before who was, who, wants that crap who around the wanted horror stuff around or who was a big horror fan. And he's like, I, I didn't want to like chase women off. <laughs> and believe me, he's right. Like a serial killer or something, and uh, I'm like, "Well, bring this shit out. We're, we're it's all coming out. We're bringing this stuff out to the forefront because this. I mean, we're in. We don't even go in the library unless we are going to get because that's all it is. It's just a, it's a library. It's books. So we don't even go in there unless we're going to get a book. Like, so we don't spend any time there. I want this stuff out where we spend time, where I can look at it, where I can enjoy it. Otherwise, what's the point of having it? You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. If it's tucked away that way, yeah, you gotta get it out. 
And the one thing that I have, I'm going to have that special, is that I'm going to have a man cave also, which is the family room, turning into a man cave. And I'm going to have a bar. Yeah, it's like a mini bar. Yeah. So I'm going to have one of those, and next to it, on the wall, is going to be The Shining's last picture. Nice. Nice. Yeah, of course. Fuck yeah. The Overlook Hotel, the the mall. Fourth of July or something, right? New Year's Eve. So I knew it was something like oh, that. I thought it was 4th oh, of wait, July. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, let me correct. Pardon me. Yes, it is 4th of July. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, we got that when me, Dave, and Matt met each other and all went to a, a Monster Mania together. And my, my one regret in life, I'll always have this regret. You know, Mike Ditka says his one regret in life is that he didn't let Walter Payton score a touchdown in the 85 Super Bowl. My regret in life is that Matt Wazell did not get to purchase this picture, but me, a friend of mine, and Dave Z all purchased the same exact picture of that last scene in The Shining, and that's my one regret that Matt did not get to get one. Poor Matt. And I'm going to fix that one time. Nice. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, I wanted to say something real quick. It's off topic. It's not off topic, but it's kind of on topic. It's about that when my, when my shit got busted up mm-hmm. by my ex. My the reason I don't want people to think I'm a pussy. <laughs> the reason uh, I you didn't, didn't knock her the fuck I didn't strain her or do anything. She was a cop caller, and she had already called <sighs> called the cops twice on me by that time. And one was for nothing. She because I threw her phone across the street, and, well, and that's not nothing, but whatever. And one I was doing nothing, and I yelled at her, and I accidentally spit on her as I was yelling, and she tried to say what? that. You know how if you're if you're really if you know say it don't spray it I was really mad I, I I was like I don't know something happened and a piece of spittle landed on her and she said that's it you just spit on me I'm calling the fucking cops on you and when a woman calls the cops cops always run it doesn't matter what the fuck wait after all the time she spit all over your cock she complains about that that's <laughs> just that's ridiculous <laughs> yeah oh, that is ridiculous she was crazy so anyway. That's why, man. If my if I if my wife now did it, if I retried to do that now, oh boy, man, I put her in a fucking figure <laughs> four leg lock. Shit, and she. Irene is too cool to do that, man. Oh yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> she would never do that. So uh, yeah, that's a that's our big intro, guys. Uh, it went um, off topic, but I think there was enough horror involved just now that you guys should uh, not complain. So <laughs> was there was there any other podcast news that Dave needed to talk about? Oh, oh shit. shit, I am so, oh, Jamie, okay. I am four so... or five in right now, I'm at five in the bag. We started this conversation so long ago, and one thing led to another. Yeah, and, I totally forgot. You know, right. I forgot too, thanks, Jamie. <laughs> See? Thank you, Jamie. So, Dave, your head must be exploding right now with all this talk, so tell me exactly, uh, what have you been doing in uh, during this hiatus of the skeleton crew? You probably had the, you know, the hankering to get something going, What you must have made a sh- Wait, what the hell is this? Will Will Wilhelm posted in the Skeleton Crew one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times? Sorry, guys. I, I got to look what this is. Wow. I have to see what in the I hope hell you leave this in. <laughs> is so incredible. What in the world is so amazing? Okay, okay. There's a chick. Um, who is this? 38 years old. No, Lita Ford is not 38. <laughs> no, no, Stan. Lady Evil. Yeah. Okay, one chick is holding a Van Halen. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Okay. Let let the right one in. 
horror nerds there. That's I only got two from. Oh, he posted horror nerd man. You know, Will, I was all on board until that. Oh, he posted another thing just now. So that's ten in a row. It's horror nerd again. Okay, so you lost me there, buddy. I only got two out of the ten. I got all ten. He posted ten things just now. Okay, so. What have you been doing since the sales group has been in hiatus? You know, it's the craziest thing because I planned on starting a podcast on my own because I have so many of these ideas and they're, they're, they're kind of time consuming. And I felt bad asking Alex and Matt to do them because they're pretty busy guys. And well, Matt, as, as you know, like Alex, this is the reason I have to be on the skeleton crew because this is the only time we can get together now, unfortunately. Yeah, that's the worst part of my life. That is the worst part, but yeah, because Banana Laser um, ended, sadly. Uh, <sighs> anyway, I see that's how busy Matt was, you know what I mean? But anyway. I feel like Matt should have tried doing once a month before he just stopped. He'll be okay. We'll figure it out. Yeah, but this is for my own needs. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, this is all. You asked the question earlier, I have to answer it now. That's why I'm good to be on the oh, show. I'm sorry. Go this ahead. is all we got now. But anyway, <laughs> it's great though, but still. So yeah, I w- it was crazy because I was going to start the show anyway. So anyway, then Banana Leaser, you know, ended. And then I was like, now, now I'm really going to concentrate on this thing. And it was like the perfect thing I needed to absorb to absorb the punch, uh, you know, to after I was, you know, sad about Banana Leaser ending, it, I needed something. Yeah. And it was the per- it was like perfect timing. So I started a new a new podcast. It's called Exploding Heads. Exploding Heads Horror Podcast, just in case you didn't know what it was. But <laughs> Wow, Exploding Heads. Now, wh- who, came up with, uh, who came up with that name? I did not come up with that name. It's me and Christian and Brandon. And Christian does a show called TGIF Friday the 13th. And Brandon hadn't done any show before. But um, Well, he was too busy on 90210. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's interview him. <laughs> Let's get yeah. Let's why not? That'd be a fun interview. Let's have the most awkward interview in the world <laughs> until we edit it. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we were talking about the names, and because I like to have as much input from you know my my co-host as possible, I said, "What what do you guys think about names? What do you think we should do?" And then and then Christian came up with three or four of them, and it was funny. I liked exploding heads the best. He did. I think we all did. He he gave us like four, and we all he said that was one of them. And I was like, nice. Well, can you give me the other names he came up with because we have to come up with a show for you, me, and Matt. Oh, I'll, I'll have to rewind um, my old text from Christian. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. And then we'll we'll use we'll one come of up those. with something. One of them was good. One of the other ones was good too. But we all liked exploding heads, so we did. So I said, let's do it, and we're always going to do at least two movie reviews a show. And and you're sticking to that. I heard them. At least two, yeah. It's going to be a, a, a brand new movie and an old movie. But well, you're up to five episodes now. Yeah, episode five is a special one. It just came out now, tonight. And it's it's a, it's a three Clive Barker movies that he wrote. So sometimes we're going to do three movies. Oh, that's okay. I'll still listen. Yeah, you'll, you'll like it, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You'll like it. They're funny movies. Rawhead Rex is on there, Jamie. Oh! I know you're a fan, right? She's a huge fan of Rowan Hedrax. And uh, what else? The she's not ones. admitting to it, but she is. She just doesn't want to listen, so she's not going to acknowledge it. That's okay, James. She's just going to ignore the, your statement, but That's okay. I know. Wait, are you talking about me? <laughs> that was great. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, what I miss? A fucking trip. That's... He said, Jamie, we reviewed Raw Hedrax. <laughs> On Exploding Heads? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it just came out. I just, you know, it just came oh, out like... Oh, sweet. Oh, I can't wait. 
We did three Barkers. We did uh, Lord of Illusions, Rawhead Rex, and Midnight Me Train. It was a, a Barker. Hey, that'll be fun. <laughs> it was my first time in a long time seeing Rawhead Rex. Yeah, wow. I I love you guys all together because I swear to God, it sounds like you have known each other forever. I can't believe how lucky we got. That's the weirdest part is that we had natural. Because I've done a lot of shows with a lot of different people. You don't always have natural chemistry. You just don't. Yeah, like me and you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It took us a long time. But uh, yeah. I do, but that's just me. <laughs> Actually, we're still trying. That's right. This is so awkward. This whole entire exchange has been awkward since I press record. Yeah, but I think that's just because we never know what you're talking about. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. So, <laughs> real quick, Dave, I own Lord of Illusions, and um, I never watched it, so I don't have time to listen to your show during this recording. So can you please, really quick... I don't have time during this recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it would distract from what we're saying here. <laughs> Can you just tell me really quick if I should bother watching? That's why that? I was distracted. I was listening to another podcast. Yeah, yeah you're doing other things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it wasn't exploding heads. I know it. Should I watch that movie? Well, I, I, I'll tell you what. Everybody get, everybody rated it good. Really? I don't know if you'd be a fan of it, though. That's the strange thing. Everybody says that about me. I, ta- I don't know if I should take that as an insult or not. It's not an insult. It's just that I know your tastes. That's all, and I just, I'm not sure if it's your kind of movie. Well, I do like things besides Friday the 13th Part 2. Oh, shit. I know. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, for example. <laughs> <laughs> I, I admit, I love every incarnation except for... Uh, the new one. They, no, I like the new one. They they actually made something called The Next Mutation, which was a TV show, like a live-action TV show. Sucked, and right? It was so... It, it was the equivalent of the Power Rangers. Like, that was their answer to the Power Rangers. Let's do goofy fucking live shit. Which that was, and that w- it was horrendous. The turtles looked disgusting. It was dumb. I hated it. It was like a variety show. They were doing skits. <laughs> no, no, it was just the way live. You... <laughs> I mean, I meant like live, like not a cartoon. Okay, you said like a live goofy thing. I, I don't know. I was, just... I just pictured like a variety show or something. No. And the other thing I hate is when the Ninja Turtles became rock stars in the 90s. Oh, my God. Yeah, did they hang out with Vanilla Ice and shit? Yeah. Well, yeah, but they went on tour. What? Like the California Raisins? <laughs> no shit. Dude, it was so bad. You should watch. <laughs> the California Raisins. Yeah, remember that? <laughs> oh, they went on tour. They put out records. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Coming soon. Jolting tales of horror. Creep show. From the author of Carrie, The Shining, and Cujo. And the creator of Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead. You'll scream at ghastly ghouls. Cringe at weird kids. And shiver at the doings of evil doctors. This is going to be extremely painful, Mr. Vero. Creepshow will grab you, grow on you, and give you the creeps. Ah! 
No, this is going to be an entirely new experience. Creep Show, the most fun you'll ever have being scared. Creep Show 1982. Sadly enough, it only gets a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb. For horror, that's good enough. Yeah, anything above six, right? I bumped it up while I was there earlier. Huh. Nice. So it's 1982, guys. The 80s were the golden age of horror. And this uh, is, you know, I guess it'll really all start in 78, but it really got kickstarted in 80. And now we're riding the good portion of horror. You know, after a while, anybody did it, and it got a little watered down, and there were more misses than hits. But in 82, when he had real, like, sort of talented people involved, Things were still, um, things were still going to turn out pretty good. So, who are the people involved? Can we name everybody? Let's see. <laughs> you well, can name like a good eight. Are you, go ahead and and talk about the people, Dave, because this is oh, well. You know, when we did a top ten horror, we all picked our top ten favorite horror movies, and Dave had Creepshow in the top ten. So, Dave, you're the authority. So, tell us. All the talents are that are involved with this movie, and and what role they played in the movie. Feel free to jump in, but uh, off the top of my head, uh, Leslie Nielsen, uh, Ted Danson, um, Naked Gun, Cheers. Oh yeah, man. Um, sorry, Ed Harris, isn't it? Uh, I don't know who that is, but guess what, Alex? <laughs> I didn't either. I just knew him from Creepshow. What is he in? What 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 is he doing? This but I know that that everybody He's else. He is the the son-in-law in the very first in the the, the bald guy or not? He's not he's, bald. He's balding, actually. But um, the blonde-haired balding guy. Yeah. Yes. Oh, he yeah. is in creep show, not anywhere else. Well, that Alex said, "Who is he in this?" So oh, I'm that's... sorry. Okay, <laughs> I didn't hear that. As I said, "Who is he?" Okay. Uh, why do they do it? Why <laughs> do they do it? Uh, Hal Holbrook, Adrian Barbeau. Now, Hal Holbrook, I know him. Most importantly, there's George Romero who directed it and Stephen King who wrote it. Yeah, I know. Like, I'm wondering why Dave went right to the cast. <laughs> and Tom Savini, who did the makeup effects. Did the effects. I mean, this is crazy. I thought I mean, you asked the cast. I'm sorry. I thought you said, who's the cast? No. I just said, who are the people involved and what did they do? And you went right to, like, you went really to, to, to like, Ted Danson. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> Warning, listeners, we have forgotten how to podcast. <laughs> guys, it's been four months. We're clearly rusty. Holy shit, we're mentioning the guy from Naked Gun before we mentioned George Romero. <laughs> I swear I thought you said the cast. And I'm like, okay. Oh, Off the top of my head, I said, you know. <laughs> uh, Jamie's like, what the fuck are we doing? Are we going to mention these people? I said, feel free to jump in. I was like, and, and, well, and I kept that in mind. And I was like, well, he said jump in, so I'm gonna. <laughs> these, are, these are some major players here that we can't just gloss over. Oh, yeah. And oh, by the way. Yeah. Oh, by the way, did we mention Stephen King's involved? <laughs> Fucking Ed Harris, Alex, and I don't even know who he is. <laughs> like the second name I said. Yeah. We got Ed Harris. <laughs> 
is going great, guys. This oh. this review is gold already. I can tell. Uh, okay, oh. so, so we got to do a lot of. Uh, by the way, Hal Holbrook, he's a very famous old guy actor. He was the mother of Gemma Teller and Sons of... The father of Gemma Teller and Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> this is going really good. And Adrian Barbeau was the mother of... Uh, what's his name? The crossdresser. Who's that? Sons of Anarchy. Oh, yeah! Yeah, man. Wow. Those two always are on screen together. It's that connection we talked about way back on, on the Banana Laser Thing show. Yeah, we, we mentioned that. Or The that, Fog. Yeah, they're always around. Wow. Yep. Yeah, Adrian Barbeau, Jax Teller blew her head off. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Wow, I gotta watch that again. But yeah, Stephen King wrote every fucking thing here. Yeah, everything? He wrote them all. Yeah, these are all his um, stories, and... They actually, uh, I read earlier that when they were going to do film, when they had discussed filming this, if they're creeping up on you was going to be too ambitious to film, like if they weren't going to be able to do it the way they wanted to, then they were going to replace it with his other story, The Hitchhiker, which actually ended up in Creepshow 2. Um, now, which one is they're creeping up on you? The, the very last one with the bugs. Oh, okay. It, wait, if he didn't get to film it? Oh, they thought it would be too hard to get those bugs to yeah. do what they wanted? Well, they ended up spending, get this, they had 250,000 cockroaches at 50 cents apiece. So they ended up spending $125,000 on cockroaches alone. 50 cents in the 80s? Yeah. I would imagine they'd be like 6 cents. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're easy to, uh, you would imagine they would be easy to breed because, you know, the old saying, you breed like cockroaches, so. Yeah, they're, they're easy to cultivate, right? I would think. You just kind of drive through New York and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and flip over any mattress in any apartment building. If you can, there's a documentary on Creep Show called Just Desserts. And Where it's is real that? Is good. that the Blu-ray? Yeah. I have the Blu-ray. Yeah, the UK Blu-ray. I'm not sure if it's Arrow. I think. I it have is. that one, I think. Whatever one it was that came out in the UK, I have it as well, and um, it has it. That's the only place that has it, but it's a really good documentary. I wonder if I watched it. I might have. Oh, uh, you, you should if if you have it. It's really good. Okay. So we get. Uh, you guys heard this in the beginning of the show. Actually, we paid. Well, we and we did. Uh, we did this intro back in 2012. Uh, the amazing. The incredible, the unbelievably talented icon of the 80s horror movies. He wasn't in enough of them, unfortunately, but he is the man, Tom Atkins. George Romero, I believe, called Tom Atkins and said, I'd like you to be in this movie I got, Creepshow. So he sent Tom the script, and he read it, and I believe Tom, and in our interview on show 33... He, uh, so if you want to listen to Tom Atkins' interview with Show 33, he said that he would like to be, I think, yeah, he wanted to be the story uh, two where where the guy touches a meteor and grows the green shit all over him. And then George Romero had to go, yeah, actually, Stephen King wants that part. So he goes, oh, huh, I really wanted that. So, well, then let me slap Stephen King's son. <laughs> <laughs> so so then um, he goes, what I'd really like you to do is the father in the beginning of the movie. 
And then, you know, Tom Atkins knew it's a bit part, but it's, hey, it's a couple dollars. Probably, probably got paid five or eight thousand dollars for it, you know. But he said, okay, it's a job, whatever. So he played the father role. But oh my God, did he play him so amazing? What an opening scene. Buddy boy, if I catch you reading crap like this again, you won't walk for a week. <laughs> and then he goes, uh, <laughs> what do you say? It's like, it's not, it's not any worse than the books you read, those sex books. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and he gets a smack. <laughs> he goes, in your drawer. And you know what the funniest part is? When I was a kid, my dad had his, those books in his drawers. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of them did. Yeah, it's a classic 80s, 90s move. So so he slaps the kid across the face. He goes, he's not only, he's not only a something, he's a little sneak, too. And he goes, <laughs> it wasn't like that. Mom <laughs> told me to go get your cufflinks on Sunday for church. <laughs> you know, for church, I guess. So then, you know, I, they just gloss over that. And then, you know, he throws the book away. And then the kid goes, I hope you burn in hell or something like that <laughs> it is like the greatest and the kid is the worst actor in the history of the planet well because he's not a, he's not an actor i mean right who is that, this I mean, kid? that's stephen king's son oh that's, that's what joe, you meant oh that, yeah mm-hmm. that's joe hill jonah hill because he can't act either joe hill <laughs> i read a story about where he took him during filming stephen king took him to <laughs> mcdonald's um on a break and he had he like he was all like he had bruises and stuff all over him and scratches, like makeup wise. <laughs> and when they're in the drive-through, the chick in the drive-through called the cops. Awesome. Because she thought he was abused. Wow. <laughs> and what? But that's Savini's makeup, you know. Oh, because <laughs> after Tom Atkins smacked his face, they yeah they did put a thing across his face. Could you imagine Jordy Verrill being played by friggin' um, by Atkins no. and, and Stephen King and Atkins role? No way. And Atkins is perfect as the father. And Jody Verrill, I, I can't imagine anybody else but Stephen King doing I can, but you know what I mean. That's the only – if Stephen King's going to be in the movie, that's probably the only part he could play. Right. Well, so, well it kind of makes sense. Unless he was like the janitor of the, right. you know, the crate. It would have been completely different. It would have had a completely yeah. different tone. Right. Exactly. I can't imagine it at all. Isn't that weird? Well, I tried just because I know that story. Um and yeah, I, I force fed myself the idea of it, and yeah, Jamie's right. It's the tone is so different already. Because J- Stephen King played it like he's like, like like a cartoon character. Yeah, he was a goofball. Like, yeah. yeah, like yeah. Tom Atkins couldn't do that. We well, like Romero asked him to play it like he was Wiley Coyote. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And. Like have the the you know the facial expressions that he has like when he falls off a cliff and stuff like that like he wanted it to be over the top and cartoony, and he did it and he did yeah, it he, he did. nailed it that he did I'll give him credit for that yeah so after that we get to this amazing scene I always love this scene something about this scene encapsulates what a a real horror fan is to me so Billy's in bed. And he looks out of his window, and there's a creep outside of his window. He's so cool looking. It, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. And as a as a horror fan, and you know, sometimes when you're horror fans and you're watching movies from the 80s, your brain is sort of going back to those days. 
So now I'm like, a, you know, like an 11 year old uh, Alex watching this and watching this creep in the window and tell the kid, come here, you know, horror is cool. I'm totally, I, I completely buy into this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I would go totally go along with this. It seems normal to me, you know. No, the kid's smiling. I love that shit. Right. That he's fucking, he's not afraid of it at all. He's, you know, completely on board. He looks at him, he's got this big grin on his face, and the thing looks at him. Oh, that's, that's so cool. Well, it encapsulates all of us because that's how we view horror movies. Most people go, ugh, that crap or whatever. And, and we look at it and we put that smile on, you know, thank God, not on our actual face, but, you know, underneath our, you know, in, in our minds. That's how we're smiling. When we see a great horror movie or we know we're in store for something great. So that whole scene is, is like amazing to me just for so many levels. And that's, it might not even show up to most people, but I think that whole thing through. So let's get to story number one. And we're going to rate each one of these stories and then at the end rate the movie uh, according to how we rated the story. This is an anthology film. Anthology films, of course, as everybody knows, is a horror movie that has multiple stories uh, that last about 10 or 20 minutes, sometimes more, and it makes up the entire movie, and they usually do that through, um, they break it up in chapters, uh, usually as it's someone telling stories, or in this case, it's a comic book with multiple stories. Very few tie it in together this well. That's what it is. Yeah, this is an excellent. This has an excellent wraparound um, that brings everything together. You now we're like the v, like in VHS, like the VHS series. The weak point of most of those films are the wraparounds because it's just they may as well not even be there most of the time. All right, guys. So we're going to review each story and give a rating out of one to five. Then we're going to take those ratings, add them up at the end, and tell you our overall review of the movie and the rating from each of us. So the first story, you might as well call it Father's Day. Uh, do these stories have names, by the way? Yes, yes. Okay. It, it, comes, it says right on the page of the comic book, actually. Oh, I forgot to yeah. write that down. What is Father's it? Day. Oh. It's Father's Day. Oh, You're right. There you go. Yep. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what ended up happening is, you know, some cool older chick tells... A wife of I'm I'm sort of lo- I lost track a little. The husband is the one who's not in the family, right? Because the woman yeah, is in it's the a family. it's an aunt and and her niece and nephew, who, which who are brother and sister, of course. Right. And then um, she just married this um this new guy who's yeah. a famous guy, apparently Ed Harris. Ed yes. Harris, right? Right. Yeah, that's him. So, and I, believe it or not, I've never seen this guy in anything else besides this. So maybe I'm crazy. I, I, me too, man. So whatever. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so they're talking about this father of of this young lady and her husband. No, they're talking about their great their great aunt and what happened between her and her father. Okay. Um, what happened was the father killed his daughter's boyfriend for for no real reason. He killed him. I forgot. Yeah, jealous. How. Jealousy. Oh, he shot him in a hunting accident or something. Yep, had him shot, had right. him whacked. Yep. Right. Then they say that that you know the daughter was pissed and killed the dad for doing that. But in, in my estimation, I think she killed him because he's uh, an insanely annoying. <laughs> he's an asshole. He's an asshole banging. Where's my cat? You bitch! <laughs> 
fucking killed. Like, I don't understand why it takes killing your boyfriend to kill him. That's the weird part. You could have not even told us that. And I would have been totally on board with this story. <laughs> right? I mean, do we have to That's get funny. a motive here? I mean... Well, it just shows how depraved this fucking guy is and their fucked up relationship. It just... And they did it in a short time, you know? It's a 20-minute fucking feature, and we learn all that in just a couple of scenes. Yeah, because that cool That's chick awesome. was telling the story. Yeah, yeah perfect. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, every Father's Day, the daughter who killed the dad shows up to his tombstone, and, and this time she's uh, drinking Jim Beam. She's still talking to him like he's an asshole and stuff. What do you guys think, and this is a, a real creative decision, Very, this is very, you know, this is this does not happen in any other movie. What do you both think of these strange uh cutouts like the, the the outside of the screen is black and there's these strange designs and within it the movie is going on when it's flashbacks <laughs> jamie you can go first because I'll, I'll just rant i'll just fucking rave about it <laughs> i think it's amazing so this is honestly my favorite segment wow Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is infinitely quotable to me. My mom and I, and, and it's, it's because this is one of the movies that my mom and I share, and uh, we. This is one of the segments that we quote from the most. Awesome. Um, <laughs> and it's just every time we, okay, for instance, every time we would stop at a traffic light or a stop sign or anything <laughs> like that in the car, one of us would go screech to a halt, as they say. They say I yeah. Quit. Oh, um, yes. And I love we, that line. We do that shit all the time. I mean, it's just like this stuff is just constantly. I would always do the Ed Harris dance, you know, that little like where Don't he, let go. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, where he does the head thing. Um, I would always do that, and my mom would crack up. I mean, it was just this was something that was very personal to us, and um, it it just is, you know. And there are little things that. I always think about like if somebody if I see somebody leave their car door open, I think about this because it bothers the shit out of me that she leaves the car door open when she gets there and then she goes to the cemetery. She just leaves the car door hanging open. Mm-hmm. Little things. I don't know. I know it so well that those little things just stick out to me. They do that in Creep Show too, also, right? What leave the car door open? With the raft. They do with the raft, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. And that bothers yep. me. I hate that. I hate that in movies. They do it in Halloween. Yeah. When uh, when they get there in the van um, and they get out to go into the house, they leave the door open. I'm like, what the fuck, Bob? Close the door. Wait, too busy uh, talking about raping Lindsay. Yeah, right. Yep. <laughs> Idiot. This movie is so quotable, beginning to end for me. I'm right with you, Jamie. So, But I do it by myself and no one knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Well, I mean, <laughs> now I do because I'm not with my mom anymore. Like, I'm not ha- – we don't hang around anymore. Um, right. But – the other day, I forget, I was talking to her on the phone like last week and she, I forget what line it was, but she threw out a line and it was from this movie. And she's like, what movie is that? And I was like, Creep Show. And she's like, mm-hmm. yes. Did she, say, so is, we, did she say, is that the one with the Draculars? No, that was my grandmother. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think that the father looks fantastic. I mean, yeah. the special effects in this are so great. All right, what do you guys think of that really deep uh, post voice they give these things with a gargling voice? Oh, awesome. awesome. I love it. I love it. I mean, it just it makes me want to clear my throat. It's 
It's very. It's pretty good. It's very uncomfortable for me to listen to, but I like. I mean, I like that. You know. Oh, At the end, when he laughs after he kills the second guy, and he does that laugh, that shit's awesome. That deep and fucking voice. He's just laughing to himself. So creepy. Yeah, that's good. It's stuff. great. It's funny it's... how they give that voice to the other people too. It's, it's funny. It's like okay, so is every monster in this movie can have that voice. Oh, you mean the <laughs> um, the other people with with their water the water people, yeah, water voices. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like that, but they're more waterlogged. Yeah. Rightfully so. But oh, I love it. I fucking love it. God, and, and the everything about this, it, it shows off so well. Because this is your first foray into this. So after the amazing opening, you fucking go into that. And the way the lighting is and the soundtrack. Oh, the lighting in this movie is really good. And it's better on Blu-ray. Oh, it's amazing. It's like the, the color palettes. I don't know how you even describe it, but the way they use color in this movie, it's like watching fucking Suspiria. Right, I right. love it. There's a it's, lot of red and blue in there. Jamie, this movie beautiful. is... Is, be- is what, Jamie? It's what? It's beautiful. <laughs> it does have a fantastic comic book-inspired color palette, uh, much like Day of the Dead. You can see if you watch this and then watch Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead has a lot of purple lighting, a lot of green lighting in the in the caverns in spe- specifically. Um, and so you can see that Romero was going through this phase like right around then. Like this was a, a thing that or say right around then. They're like three years apart. But it was <laughs> it, it looks like a Romero film, I think, for that reason. Oh, yeah. Um, it's great. So in. <laughs> Like I said, you're talking to the dad. Spills the Jim Beam. I guess he drank it and then came up out of the grave. And she was like, holy shit. So he literally comes out. The dad comes out of the grave. It's funny because he was like, he was completely incapacitated. And basically bound to a wheelchair and was helpless um, when he was alive. But now that he's dead, he's able to climb out of the grave. And he could just do whatever. <laughs> Only you would think about that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's and funny, though. He has more ability now. And then, uh... <laughs> uh... Yep. And his hand comes up so fast. That scene is awesome. How about it? She turns for a second, puts her puts her hand on her face, and... Boom! Do-dum, do-dum, do-dum. Oh, that fucking shit. I love that. Man. And he chokes her out. So now we killed the daughter that killed him. Snaps her fucking neck, dude. Doesn't choke her out. Oh, no, I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah, yeah, she gets choked. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> and then um, the the famous guy goes out and he wants to have like a, a cigarette or something. And he, he's he's outside, he's drinking, and he says, "Well, let me go find this aunt." And he goes to the grave. I guess they all know where it is, which is bizarre in itself. Why is there a cemetery outside their house where where their dad is buried? Like, how many people's dads are buried like five hundred feet away from their <laughs> house? Like, that is the most bizarre setup I've ever seen. Right? <laughs> I guess if you're super rich, people do that. They have a private house, lots of acreage, and they have a private family cemetery. Yeah, I maybe. It, yeah, I guess. That's what I took it as, that they fucking, that's what, <laughs> that some filthy rich people can do shit like that. Well, yeah, I mean, that's their, that's their family plot. You know, that's their, their, their. Yeah. Why take a ride? Why drive to a cemetery <laughs> when, when, right in your backyard? 
You know? They show up at McDonald's in the backyard while they're at it. Now listen, I buried my cat and dog in the backyard, but I don't know about my entire fucking family, but okay. <laughs> I guess it's okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, we got fucking Rex right next to fucking Nathan. Yeah, I buried my goldfish here, but I, I, I don't think about my, my uncle, but okay. So... <laughs> They uh they buried everybody there. So he goes and he looks for the the aunt who's you know he knows that she's at that grave. Um, he sees the gym beam. He can't resist. He goes to take a swig, and I think his foot falls uh, back or something. Then he he falls, and then he looks up and he's looking at this tombstone, slowly <laughs> being pushed towards him to land on his head, and he's staring at it as if, okay, <laughs> I see this. I'm just gonna be really still. And then I'm going to pull away. Nothing will happen. But the, the odd thing is he never does anything. He just stares at it as if he's like, okay, okay, it's getting closer. Okay. Like, dude, as soon as this thing moves at mm-hmm. all in any way, shape, or form, why are you not leaping as fast as you can out of the way? I don't know what he was doing, but he just stood there and lay down the whole time. He kept getting shot, dude. That's what happened. The first time he was about to sit up when it first started to move, and the first thing he did was grab, grab fucking Deb Bedelia's hand. And then he was like, <gasps> and that shocked him. And then, then he pulled her over almost on top of him. Then he looks up again, and the fucking old man's coming at him walking. And then he's like, <gasps> again, you know? Oh, okay. Then, then he falls back down and looks up and sees it moving. And, yeah, it, it does go. I always thought that was funny that I'm like, dude, why not move? But at least they kept him occupied a little bit. And I guess you can always use the old excuse that, you know, he's fucking frozen in shock at, at the whole situation. Just like Vicky, yeah. But, yeah, but still, I mean, <laughs> he does go on there a long time. That music's awesome, though. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, man. So then the cool chick... Uh, she lets her hair down. It's the end of the night. So she goes into the kitchen. Uh, I don't know for what reason. She sees the muddy footprints. And then she she sees the maid squash between the door. And then the maid falls down. And she turns around and sees this dad. Now he's in the house. And he immediately grabs her head and just twists it, man. And just snaps it. And we have no idea where it's going at that point. You know, we just think she's dead. And they go into the kitchen, <laughs> and then the dad, who's a you know zombie, is walking towards them with a big plate, and it's it's finally you know I don't know if we expressed this enough or at all because I was doing an impersonation, but what he kept saying was, "Where's my cake? Where's my cake? It's Father's Day. Where's my cake?" He comes out, and the cake is there, and it's the head of the the, the cool aunt or whatever who he twists her head off. And put it on there, and that's that's the big. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys think that that was a good decision to put those graphics behind these people's heads when they saw their reaction? It was awesome. I fucking loved it. Loved it. it adds yeah, to because, this movie. Yeah, because it sticks with the comic book theme. That's the whole point. <laughs> And it looks so good. It's so colorful and so fucking... This movie is fucking... It's ingenious how they do that shit. And it's it's a one-of-a-kind movie because of it. It, I, it, it gives this movie fucking its own charm. It's amazing how they do that. And even that scene, when that girl goes into that room, so looking for that, that, that lady, Mrs. Danvers, you know? And she goes in that room, and it's all quiet, and that room is all blue. The lighting is amazing, you know? Then she goes in there, and all of a sudden... 
She's like, Mrs. Danvers, and then her head presses up against the window, the old lady, and they play their music again. Boom, da-dum, da-dum. And then all of a sudden the door opens and the guy does that shit. That whole scene is fucking magnificent. From the lighting, the way that blue light looks, to the to the music yes. they play, everything. Yes. It's Oh, I love it. Yeah, now you're you're making me want to watch this. Oh, well, you were watch to have watched it for the I'll watch it again and again. Yeah, didn't you watch it, Jamie? No. <laughs> you didn't? No, I, I, I can't not. stop watching it. I do not have. I didn't watch it. I've watched it recently. I haven't watched it. Didn't watch it specifically. Because yeah. I absolutely do not need to. Um, but now I want to. <laughs> <laughs> you should get the Blu-ray. It's amazing. It's so, much, it's so much different. I'm pretty sure we have the Blu-ray. Yeah, it's no. beautiful. It's so different. It's awesome. And the way they stamp her neck and the, the, the sound it makes is fucking awesome. Ah, and the cake where they cut. I love it. I keep, you, you know, I think everything about this is amazing. So you can't get me to say a, an unkind word about this. N- not I, Father's what Day. if I twist your arm? Huh, what if I twist your head? <laughs> yeah, like that guy did. <laughs> All right. Well, I give this a 3.5 out of 5. I almost really like this. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah, really good rating. So, what do you guys give it? <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, you think that's... No, I thought that was a good rating. Oh, I get it. I get it. You mean almost really like as in almost a four. Um, as in four being really... <laughs> really like, Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, I was like, eh, I almost really like this. <laughs> I don't really like it, but almost. <laughs> um, this one is a five for me. It's my favorite. It's my favorite segment. Holy I shit. wouldn't change anything about it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Wow. It's, a, it's a five for me, too. It's amazing. What? What's that great? It's incredible fucking filmmaking. That's how good it is. I, l- I adore it. I love it. And this isn't even my favorite one. But yeah, I love it. Wow, and I feel like I really, I, I enjoyed this. I don't, but I don't think it's that it's great. It's okay. Uh, you, wow. It's well, you so know, when, when, I was, when I was rating, going through and rating these segments, Brian was fighting me on every one of them. Like, he was just like, no, Knock that's him down a little bit. Yeah. Well, like this yeah. one, he's like, it wasn't that good. And then like on another one, he was like, it was way better than that. You know, so, you know, wow. it's everyone's going to have their own opinions, you know. Oh, the style is like that. <laughs> okay, so let's go to the next story. Uh, now, Dave, what's the story? For, what's the name of the story? The Lonesome Jeff. Yeah, Jeff. The Lonesome. <laughs> the Lonesome Death of Jody Verrill. Jordy. Yeah, Jordy. J-O-R-D-I-E. I thought you said Jody. Oh, if I did, it was an accident. Jordy. Maybe that's just his accent. <laughs> Jordy Vare. Yeah. <laughs> so this story, uh, as everybody knows, is a, but a meteor lands. Meteor shit. Meteor, meteor shit. The <laughs> meteor lands in this guy's backyard, and uh, he touches it, and it burns his fingers, so he gets blisters and stuff. But then he comes up with this brilliant idea to throw hot water on a on a a thing that is probably hotter than anything else on the face of this planet. So <laughs> clearly it cracks open and um this meteor shit comes out of it. This blue shit. And he dumps it down and some gets on his hands and stuff like that. And then as he's burnt on his fingers, he gets putting his fingers in his mouth. You know, he has no idea what he's dealing with, basically. So, because he, he's an idiot. He plays a moron. This is Stephen King playing a, a buffoon who is in a farm of some kind, and he's in the middle of nowhere. He doesn't seem to have a neighbor in the world. So he does that, goes in the house, and he watches WWF wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
which I'm sure yep. Dave loves. Yeah, it was what Bob Backwood versus one of the Samoans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then uh, he grows moss on his fingertips where the blisters were. And then he starts having these daydreams of going to the doctor, what the doctor would say. He had daydreams of bringing the meteor in and getting 200 bucks for it because he's a moron, doesn't realize. To the Department of Meteors. Because that's a thing. Yeah. Hey, uh, does he keep dreaming about the same guy? Mr. Yes. Verrill. Yeah. This is going to be extremely painful. Oh, yeah, what man. is, what is he, like, uh, hot for this guy or something? Like, what is the, <laughs> what's the, the point of having the same hey, well, guy? Well, that was just, that was the limit of his imagination. He just kept, you know, he has one, he has one guy that he pictures as being every authority every figure. Every authority, right, yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's good. And and, and you don't have to pay more than one actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank God he has such a limited imagination. Oh, the place he lives in, by the way, is Castle Rock, which is uh, mm-hmm. the same place as uh, Stand By Me. Oh, a lot same of place as a lot of Stephen King stories. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. This is one of the first ones, but yep. Yeah, it, coming up. it was Dairy, right? Oh, yeah, Dairy, too. That's, dairy. yeah. Bangor, Maine. Some of that Dairy know. air. <laughs> Do they say that in that movie? Yeah. Okay, good. They, they said I want to breathe in some of that dairy air. Okay, otherwise they missed the boat on a good show. Okay, good. Glad they did. <laughs> so basically, there's really nothing to this. I mean, there's not much to talk about. We could zip through. Everything grows. Everything fucking grows. It becomes Greenland, including him. Including him. So, so Stephen King eventually Jordy commits suicide because he can't take it. <laughs> and I'm gonna agree. You know, most people, sh- uh, you know, they. Uh, they shy away from suicide and, and promoting it. But in this case, I think Georgie did the right thing. You know, when I was a kid, I used to think <laughs> that he was trying to get the stuff off him and he was using the gun to blow off certain pieces of the fucking, of the grass and that it was bad luck that he killed himself. Because he says, he goes, please. <laughs> well, that's extreme. <laughs> well, why would, have, why would he have to pray for fucking good luck when he's going to kill himself. I don't know, but that's like trying to swat a fly with a flamethrower. Like, what? <laughs> I know, but it, that line just didn't make sense. Please, God, just once. He did, did do the voice in that one, too, Alex, by the way. Well, you know? he meant, you know, let, me, let me get it right this time, as in let me actually kill myself. Because the... How hard can it be? It's a fucking gun and it's a, a head. Well, because it happens all the time that people shoot themselves and they fuck it up and they don't yes. they don't actually kill themselves. Yeah, how do you know where his face was in all that mess? <laughs> <laughs> how about this? Check it out. How about he sees his father in the mirror, right? And guess what? His father, isn't he the same guy that was the fucking... Um, the oh, guy God, school? is that that guy again? Same yes, actor? which so is basically... exactly why he sees him as every... Oh, oh man, am I stupid? We tied it together somehow. Yeah. Wow. So it was him. It was always his father as the authority figure. So You're the asshole. Yeah. Wow. You know, there's comedy in this, obviously, and, and it's just King hamming it up because he can, because he's Stephen fucking King and he wrote everything. He's like, I want to do this, so he did it. You know, but I'll tell you what, if he didn't do it, I couldn't imagine who else would. I mean, you know, maybe Ernest from Ernest Goes to Camp or something could pull it off. I don't know. Kane Hodder could probably do it. Yeah. I don't think Kane, honestly, Stephen King, he, he, he did have a lot. Kane Hodder, I know. He had a, he had a range of emotions. No, does he? <laughs> <laughs> he did have a range of emotions, though. I mean, I'm not saying he's a great actor, but 
he, he he did pretty good considering i think i mean he made it entertaining and of course everything else about it was entertaining the lighting and the the soundtrack as always which is a constant in this film right and that's all i'll say about that i don't want to gab too much i just i just love this movie so <laughs> no gonna it was good and i remember you saying this is your least favorite story of the whole movie so i'm excited to see what you rate this me, I can't go too low because I love, like I said, the, the production values are amazing, and I still get some joy out of it. It still fights the weakest, but I'll still give it a four out of five. What? Yeah, man. Oh my god! You guys. How do you not fucking marvel at the production of this movie? It's amazing. The fucking the soundtrack and the colors. I do, but it's amazing. And, and, and it's originality and it's the comic book gimmick. It's it's a fucking it's a masterpiece. I I, I can't say enough about it. All right, Jamie, what do you give it? It's interesting, Dave, because this to me is also the weaker one. And uh, I also give it a four out of five. Oh, my God. Nice! (laughs) Jamie's with me. (laughs) I give it again a 3.5 out of five. Wow! You have this tied with Father's Day. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Hey, that's not a bad thing. All right, so the next story... In Creep Show is called uh, was it something to tide you over? Yes. Yep. 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 <laughs> Wentworth. Yeah, Wentworth. I, I love Leslie Nielsen in this role. He steals the whole fucking show. So I'm, I'm he's big on. so good. Oh my gosh, <laughs> he's so oh his delivery. He's, he's like my favorite villain. Like one of my like like the way. And I love his fucking house. Oh yeah, yeah. It's nice, right? Wow. Yes. It's awesome. Um, I love his hi-fi equipment, too. I mean, he is so on top of technology. I mean, uh, the quality of the picture of that TV is incredible. <laughs> How about when he talks about it right away? He yeah. goes to the guy's house and he, he hooks his shit and he goes, you know, I, I'm surprised you didn't notice that you have inferior picture here. And he goes, these, these wires are loose. Oh, he's so great in this role. Your coaxial cables are loose. <laughs> Like, I love how there's a difference in quality with those TVs. Like, it's so funny because, like, we're, like, laughing about it, but people probably did notice a difference in quality with even those TVs. No, you had to be, like, um, a, a tech geek. You know what I mean? You had to be really into that shit at the time. Yeah, right. Are you I kidding mean, me? When I was when I was a kid and, and we had, I was just happy when the picture stopped rolling so I could... <laughs> watch a show like we had to we had to turn on the tv 10 minutes before we wanted to watch something just so it could warm up oh my god yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes it sound like i was a kid in the 50s or something i know it does <laughs> like even i'm starting to wonder how old you are did any of you got either of you guys have that cable box back in the day where you had to press the buttons on the box to change yeah. the channels yep, yeah that. and that thing on the it was kind of like a um what's that that's that piece on your mouse called that that you scroll with I don't know what it's called. I thought it had a name. Okay, well, it doesn't have a name. Okay. Well, you know that thing you scroll with on your mouse? Did you did you guys have that thing, that cable yeah. box, that on the right there was that thing, and you kind of had to adjust it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. And I remember when the um, my my best friend's dad had a VCR that had a remote control, and it was so exciting, but the cord was only about four feet long. 
Oh so, my God. and it was a corded remote. So it was just, you still had to get really close to it just to use the remote. And I'm like, what? You couldn't even make the cord long? <laughs> right. <laughs> Why would that be so hard? Still having that problem today with video game controllers if they have a cord, you know, or if like the charge cord for them yeah. is only two feet long. Oh. But, um, yeah, I remember, and it was so high tech. Like it was so, like uh, you know, top of the line and and solid, solid state. No, it was you could be you know, four feet away from your TV and still control what happened. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh shit. Yep. Yeah. So he's all into the technology. I I don't even know what the point of all that character part is, except for I guess I think that when we're what we're establishing here is that he has the means to uh, be able to record people in the middle of the beach. <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't even know what other reason we'd be talking about his savviness for... Uh... Yeah, because, I mean, shit back then was really expensive, too. So he, in order, they had to establish that he had money and that he was in that kind of thing, because you wouldn't have that many cameras and stuff unless it was your thing. I mean, because you're throwing a lot of money at it. And um, plus, I, like, he had that whole private beach you know, yeah, right. it's really cool, which allowed him to do that. Because it's not like you could just go down to the beach at, like, Daytona and dig a hole and throw somebody in it. You know? <laughs> he has no privacy. He's eccentric. That's what it is. Like, even, like, later on when, when he's watching the video and the girls in the video drowning. And he's talking to, not, oh, he's talking to Wentworth and he's, like, fucking, oh, look at the quality of that picture. Isn't that great? He's, <laughs> he's all into it and shit. Oh, man. But, man, what an idea. This is what's brilliant about this episode. Not, I mean, aside from Nielsen's performance, the idea that King came up with. Who would fucking look at a beach and think about that as a method of killing somebody? I think that's so amazing. Yeah, and for him to know, you know, when the tide comes in and then when the tide goes back out, it'll take the body with it. I mean, he, uh, that was very well thought out. It was a well thought out plan. Was it? Because you see, I saw that as a flaw. I like, I thought that was the dumbest part of the, the, the story when he's like, yeah, the tide took him out. Like, really? You really think the tide took out a body? Well, I mean, if you think about it, I guess no. I mean, if something was shallow, then yes. But I guess for I guess for something to be deep enough to have a body in it up to their neck, it would have to be buried pretty deep, and then the sand would get really packed. So, I, mean, I guess he was just convincing himself that's why mm-hmm. they weren't there. Yeah, you that's know. what he was. Um, doing. That was, but um... otherwise, what could it be? <laughs> Nobody wants to go and be in that position and look and say, "Oh my God, they must have got up and walked away." You know, so yeah, he's, I know, he's but reassuring would... himself that he's like, oh, that it can't be. The, the tide must have taken him out. You know, I love too when he's describing what it's like. Uh, you know, and about how you know you're going to have to. I think it's really scary the way he suspenseful, the way he's talking to him and describing. You know, oh, you have to catch a breath really quick. You know, <gasps> yep. and um, he's like, <gasps> you know, um. <laughs> And then just describe, making it that much more horrible as he's watching his lover go through this. Um, you know, he's describing to him what she's going through. And then, of course, he's thinking about the fact that I'm going to be going through this, too. You know, it's just wow. it's. Yeah, that part was real. That really got to me because you see it and, you know, he's thinking, oh, wait a minute. This is my life in about you know, an hour. Well, it happened in less time, though. And when he realizes it, when he's like. When he's, t- he's explaining it to her, to her, when he's explaining it to him and everything else, and he comes to the realization, he's like, 
oh my god, you are crazy. He's like, oh fuck, this is real. This uh, I'm fucked now. This is it. You know, he's like, he he maybe gave him the benefit of the doubt at first, you know, but then he came to that realization that he's gonna be just as fucked as as the chick is. Oh my. Oh yeah. Scary. Let's go back to the beginning, though. Like, when even Leslie Nielsen goes into his house and <laughs> confronts him, when he answers the door, he literally plays it off like he has no idea who he is or why he's there. He goes, all right, pal. But, like, I, don't, I don't even know what he said. Mister. Like, yeah. Like, right, he goes, that may work in the movies, mister, but I can bench 300 pounds. Yeah, yeah that, was so, that was horrible, man. It's so yeah, 80s. Right? Yeah, right. You'll be missing a foot if I slam this door. <laughs> and Leslie Nielsen's like, don't give me that mystery. He goes, you know very well who I am. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, all right. Yeah, I'm banging your wife. I, I, I guess I'll fess up. I don't know why I did, couldn't just come to that realization right away. But uh, but here's here's what's really insane. You know, I don't know. This is super subtle, and I wonder if you guys picked up on it. I never have until, you know, every time we watch something, we watch it with different eyes, mm-hmm. uh, which makes it a cool experience. See, I always thought, you know, you don't really realize you're doing that. And I think that's what makes like a horror podcast uh, more entertaining to a listener because they they probably didn't think of these things just like we didn't until we watched it for a review. So I think that's what makes uh, what makes this whole thing work. And what I noticed is that when Leslie Nielsen walks in, he... He puts a uh, like a tape recorder on top of the wine glasses that were on the table that this Ted Danson and the Leslie Nielsen's wife drank out of. I don't know if I've ever noticed that or not. Yeah, like he what? puts it on two wine glasses next to each other, and clearly it's them two. It's this. Yeah, that was theirs. Right, oh, and, and as he does it, he knows. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's cute. You and my wife are drinking wine. That's that's nice. You know, it's like <laughs> right, so. What a, what a touch to think about. Wow, dude, I've seen this so many times. I I fucking love it. I can pretty much quote it almost word for word, and I have never noticed that that little thing that you mentioned. Yeah, isn't I thought that crazy, amazing. I thought there was no way you were going to tell me something that I hadn't noticed. <laughs> Like, I was sitting here fucking saying, oh, yeah, whatever it is, I'm going to know it. And sure enough, <laughs> leave it to Alex. <laughs> awesome, man. Mm. That's so cool. I never thought about I never even. Uh, wow, that's crazy. It uh, really uh, adds such a depth to the whole thing. How long before either of you realized that was Galen Ross playing his wife? Oh, right. I didn't know that when I was young. And I figured it out like at some point over it, yeah it was a while ago but i mean obviously but, but i was definitely an adult before i put that together uh, galen ross is the woman who played fran from dawn of the dead and so that's where oh. she was blonde in dawn of the dead and that's where everyone like horror fans will know her from and she's been in some other stuff too but that's mainly her that's her big claim to fame when i was little i actually thought that was shelly duvall mm. oh i can see that and um, I mean, because wow. every time you see her, like her hair's all stringy and wet and everything in it. And I was just I always thought she looked like Shelley Duvall, pretty much how she looked in The Shining. Like, right. <laughs> well, if it was Shelley Duvall, Leslie Nielsen would have said to her, I'm going to bash your brains right the fuck in. <laughs> he probably would have said to Ted Danson, ah, just keep her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and an olive oil looking bitch. You olive oil looking bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's. It's crazy, you know, playing this up. But how about this? Another thing, another throwback, you know, because we don't reference it enough in every single show. Uh, how about the killer drives a Jeep again? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, but what was the make and model? <laughs> I don't know. Yo, 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 yo. Oh, yo, 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 yo. That I don't know. <laughs> Jonathan Orr I'm looking knows. at you, Johnny Gore. Oh, yo, 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 yo. Right. That... <laughs> I like to call this place Comfort Station. When he's, talk, he's talking all that shit to him, it's great. I think that's a great that's... name. I love that name. What name? Comfort Station. Right? I, like <laughs> I want to have a place and name it that someday. Yes. <laughs> that's how much of a geek I am about this fucking movie and this this chapter in particular. <laughs> oh, dude. Right now, I'm, I'm building a man cave. Do you think I should call it Comfort Station? Oh, yes. <laughs> if you're Make not going sign. to... Make a sign and put it on the... Or above the door or something. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> but it's so funny when he when he like what you said earlier about when he's talking to when he's talking to him and talking about the girl and everything and he's like <laughs> he's like you just gotta keep your head. And he goes now it looks like she's losing hers. That's gonna uh, that's gonna make it harder. He says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like how he knows the whole process of this. He's condescending. I wonder how many times he's done this. Yeah. Now listen, what she's about to do here, watch how much worse it turns out for her because uh you know, the other forty people I did this to. <laughs> like, how do you know that anything does anything? But yeah, he knows. It, it, just because you know, and that's that's actually a a strike against the segment because he should have been a normal guy that was pushed over the edge because his wife is, you know, blowing another guy. Like, this should have been totally out of character for him. But instead, they ruined it and say and acted like he's so savvy about it already, and he's so sort of uh, jaded at this point. He's like, you know, watch this. She's gonna struggle. It's actually gonna make it worse for her. Like, okay, I understand you're trying to drive the point home that you have zero sympathy at this point because of what she has done. So you're really trying to get that across to us, but you're doing it in sort of the wrong avenue. You're doing it as if you've done this before. Which should not be the case. Yeah, but it's it's common sense though. Anytime you're gonna drown, keep your composure to to prevent yourself from. You know what I mean? It's kind of common sense shit. If you if you keep your cool, right. it's gonna be better in any situation. life, you know, a, a life situation, life or death. Yeah, but I get it in quicksand. They say the same thing. Right, right. So I I think it's great. I fucking I love the way he says it, and it, it just the way he delivers those lines because he's actually witnessing it with him. He's watching it happen. He's like, and I assure you, you know, this is on record. This isn't play. I'm going to save this. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm gonna see this in high definition. I guess we kind of get an idea of how many times he's done before because he has all those videotapes. Right. Right. And um, that sort of gives you i like the fact that he's that this is who he is he's kind of like a mob guy you know like you, you don't fuck with him and then you're thinking ted Danson, what are you thinking like she had to right. have told him at some point how fucking crazy her husband was do you think do you think it's better for us to imagine he was pushed over the edge this one time or that he he has done this a bunch of times and has a collage of tapes I kind of like the character, how dark his character is, knowing that he has a history of just being a fucked up guy. I mean, I kind of, I see your point too, but I guess really for this segment, uh, it doesn't change anything for me one way or the other. Like if, if it was his first time, then I would like it just as much. But um, I, I like the fact, I think that that sort of lends him a, a sinister air you know, uh, like a heartless, cold-hearted. I mean, because if this was if this was a if he was a husband and he just snapped, 
there would be a lot more emotion involved, I think. Yeah. You know, it would be, uh, he'd be, you know, crazy, you know, but this guy is just cold and calculating. There's just one moment where he's looking at either, uh, probably her, and he sort of has this look of, you know, he was enjoying it, then that one moment comes in where he sort of feels yeah. bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know, like, so the, there's a dichotomy there to the, the entire situation. Hmm. Two things. Number one, I don't know if this is not his first time. I think that it may very well be his first time. And all those videotapes he has are just because he's a tech guy and he videotapes everything. And remember, he has Maybe. all those things in his house. He has all those cameras and they're probably recording. So I don't know if the implication was that it, that it was his first time or not. But I don't think he gives a fuck about his wife. At all. I don't even think really? he, they even say, he goes, if you, if you ever loved her, you don't love her now. And he's like, and he even says, he goes, the subject of whether I love her is irrelevant, is irrelevant or something. He goes, but the subject of what mine, of what is mine. Yeah. I mean, that's I'm, what. I'm not saying at all. He says, <laughs> he just, that's, yeah, that's what it is. It's, it's his. I don't even think he loves her. He just happens to be married to her and doesn't like the fact <laughs> that fucking, that, you know, this is happening. So yeah, it's like, a property it. thing. It's a possession thing. He may as well have stolen his car. <laughs> right. <You know? laughs> That's what I think. He's just fucked up. He's just like, what's mine is mine, motherfucker. And if you, and if, you know, if you fuck with me, you're going to pay the price. Did you adjust my seat? It took me weeks to get it that way. <laughs> and you changed my radio stations? All right, motherfucker. Wait till this wave comes in. <laughs> Remember? And he even says something later. And he goes, if that maid has been touching my stuff again, I swear. It's like he has everything in a certain spot. Maybe that's, like a, that, maybe that's why he says that, because he's going through his videotapes and he thinks that something is off. At, at, at that moment, so yeah, I don't know. Right. And and also, that's where you get the uh, ashtray, by the way, next to his. Oh bed yeah, there. right next to his bed. Yep. He's <laughs> I mean, he's clearly OCD. You know, I mean, this guy has issues with control. I, I think is really, you know, he 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 is in control of all of his possessions, and that includes his wife. And he doesn't like it when anyone messes with any of his possessions, whether it be his wife or his videotapes. You know, he's just. He's, um, I, I mean, he's the kind of person that I don't see how she stayed with him as long as she did, even if it was... It's for the money. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I but mean, that can would, only go so far, though. Yeah, but who would look, people marry Kanye West? <laughs> yeah, and now he's begging for money, so... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a father figure type thing. Right, because he has premature gray hair. Yeah, I can see that. He's older a little bit. He's got money. He, you know, maybe once upon a time... You know, they had a good relationship, but now he's just too fucking, you don't care. And that, now he has just an amazing uh, 480 TV, 480p. <laughs> yeah, that's him. Yeah, I always thought Leslie Nielsen was a good looking man. Oh, he's so hot. Yeah, he was. Like, he, when he was really young, he was good looking. When he was, I mean, like, right before the end, he was still a good looking old man, you know. Um, Are you kidding? When he pushed O.J. Simpson down the stadium steps in a wheelchair, he was so hot. <laughs> <laughs> that was so hot when he did that. Seriously. It really was. So that's how he got with the soap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how he did uh, Okay, what I... Let me look at my notes. I We've really just been talking, and I haven't looked at anything I wrote. That's how uh, easy this flows. Would have been cool if Ty drowned the... Drove? The, oh, yeah, this is funny. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, he reads his own writing like he's reading fucking names for the stars of the movies. 
<laughs> that's just how he reads. He's like Jason Lloyd talking, you know? <laughs> I fucked her, you know? <laughs> uh, she's 16 years old. She's too old, man. Once they get the license, they don't give a shit. <laughs> Uh, no, what I said was in my notes that it would have been cool if, if the tide uh, dragged the TV and it smashed into his face. So stupid. Ted Danson's face? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would have been cool. <laughs> Insult <laughs> to injury. <laughs> like, instead of just drowning, wouldn't it have been cooler if the TV was just, like, pulled and it went, <laughs> and sm- like, popped into his face? Ordinarily, I would say yes, but... Every time I see that fucking scene, because my big fear is fucking drowning. That's my thing. I know, me too. That fucks me up. I hate, I dream a lot about it, and I gasp for breath in real life. Dude. I I wake up. Don't tell me, every time you see that scene, when his head is fucking there, and he lets out those breaths, and even it, I look, I still feel for the actor. I still feel for Ted Danson. Yeah, because he was really underwater for that. Yes, I mean, his head's obviously in, like, a fucking tank or something, but still, one little thing goes wrong. I don't know, that shit fucking, like, I would never go scuba diving. I'd be afraid of the fucking thing breaking, and I don't know, that shit just... Well, they probably have it, so there's an emergency thing where he could pull something, and it makes the whole thing fall apart, and then the water comes out, you know? There has to be something like that. Yeah. And, and and that water was it's so perfectly clean for him to be opening his eyes and his mouth. You know, he sure wasn't underwater in the ocean. It's awesome. It's a great shot. It just makes me uncomfortable every time I see. It. Like I'm I'm right there with him. I'm like, oh man, I hope that's never me. That's like what I think when I see. It. I'm like, oh man, that's awful. So on top of everything else, I love about it that I I really dread the outcome when right. I see that. Oh. You know what? I, I heard that when you actually in, go to inhale that one last time. You don't like you don't really inhale the water that your th- your larynx or something closes. It just tightens up and closes, and you just become asphyxiated. Huh. I don't know. I, and the way water gets in your lungs is after you're dead. After you're of, dead, it loosens yeah. up. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Who told you that? Uh, Ted Danson. <laughs> yeah, he told. <laughs> I asked him. So what happened? Then, Ted? <laughs> and he said, "I don't know. Twenty dollars for an autograph, asshole." <laughs> You know what freaks me out the most about that situation is I can't stand being immobilized. Oh, yeah. So, like, if I can't stand being... Wait, wait, Jamie, come on. You're going to tell me that uh, Brian never handcuffed you to the bed. (laughs) That's different. (laughs) (laughs) That's... That's different, but I can't. I can't stand being pinned down. Um, or or it's getting hotter and hotter. (laughs) Wrapped tight in something. You know what? I just it just it freaks me out. So like, I had to have some ultrasounds done several years ago, and so I had to be perfectly still, and I had to lie on this table and be perfectly still while they. That woman went back. She had to go into this little room and you know, do the stuff and then come back out. And she's like, okay, now don't move. And it, she's like, for like 15 minutes. And I was what? like, what? Wow. And um, I was starting to freak out. Like it was just, and I was, it was wide open. It's not like I was in like an MRI or anything where it gets claustrophobic. The room was wide open. I was just laying on a table. But the fact that I had to be still for that long started to freak me out. And I was just like, I can't, I can't. And I I started to shake and um, it just, I don't know. It just, it makes me nuts. They couldn't come up with a better system. Like why couldn't they like, (laughs) or or even a quicker system than 15 minutes. Yeah. Well, this was a long time ago. It might be faster now, but so the thought of being buried up to my neck and not being able to move, that's what freaks me out the most. It's just trapped and you can't move. Let me ask you a question then. 
Remember when he brings him to the beach and he has the option, like, you know, the hole is dug and he runs up there and he looks, you, you would say, shoot me. Yeah. Me. I wow. said this the other day we were watching something because you know you're gonna fucking die and he's not this guy is crazy he's not gonna let you go well maybe he doesn't know where he's going with it yet until he shows the video of the other he shit. doesn't know where he's going with I mean, it that's, he's just that's like, get in true. there but then he's like then he goes then you force me to shoot you Harry you know it's like it's, in, it's like in seven where the um the big fat guy that's eating all the spaghetti and they see they notice that he has the you know a gun print on the back of his neck from where the guy was pressing a gun into the back of his head, forcing him to eat, I'd have been like, fucking shoot me, dude. You know, because he already, it was in that situation, he had eaten so much that he vomited and then kept eating. And like, you know, shoot me. You know, never am I ever going to let anyone into the, in the position where I would let them, tor- oh, like in um, American History X, where, there, he's about to curb stomp oh, the guy, curb stomp. Oh, and fuck. he tell and he tells the guy to put his mouth on the curb. Yeah, why nope. would you do no, that? No, fuck you, shoot me. Yeah, you know, just I, I'm not. No, I'm not putting oh. in my putting myself in a position where I can die in a more painful way. When you're threatening to shoot me, if I don't, just shoot me. Do people really curb stomp people? Yeah, I not think to, so. I mean, not that to was death, I don't think, but I, I don't know. Yeah, but who would who would bite the curb? Oh, that's what I'm saying. Every time I watch that, and that's another thing, and now I'm repeating myself, but teeth. I have dreams about my teeth falling out. I fucking, and if I watch anything in a movie, I think I mentioned it on this show when we talked about The Fly. I fucking have issues with, with teeth and nails. That's, oh, man. So every time he, when I watch American History X, when he puts his teeth to that curve, oh, I, I fucking mm-hmm. cringe. Oh, I can't even yeah, think about too. it. You're making me think about it. Okay, okay, I'll make you laugh. How about when he says, uh, and I do have the gun, don't I? <laughs> Yeah. I just love him. <laughs> he fucking cracks me up. Everything that comes out of his mouth, I laugh. Like like I said before, and Alex disagrees. He doesn't disagree, but I, I don't think you're talking about me. I think you're talking about other people. <laughs> but I laugh through the first half of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I always have. Franklin cracks me. Everything that Franklin says makes oh, me yeah. laugh. No, no, I, I agree that. Yeah, I I'm... always have. He's so – some people think he's annoying as fuck. I find it – Annoying, but but hysterical. So I laugh. It's the same thing in this movie. Everything that fucking Leslie Nielsen says almost, it's like I'm watching him in, in Naked Gun or Airplane. I'm laughing. And maybe because it's Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> you think it's Naked Gun. You know, that's what I feel like because it's him. But it's like, <laughs> maybe because it's him, I don't know. But I just think it's his delivery of the lines. It's just, <laughs> he's just Yo, so fucking What do you guys think about a guy who's so known for comedy doing doing a villain? Well, I he started out as a villain. Oh, did he? Oh. Right, Jamie? You know no this. Sense. Yeah, when he he used to do horror before he did comedy. Oh. Don't you remember? Yeah, he was in like fucking uh, yeah, Day of the Animals or what was that one? Day of the Animals. Yeah, yeah. where he yeah. he was a uh, uh, but that was no, that was let's see. That was before this. This that is was before. Yeah. And prom um, Night, he did Prom Night. Yeah. A serious role. Yeah, in Day of the Animals, he was like a he was like a, a rapist. Like he was yes. And then he ended up uh, wrestling a fucking bear shirtless, which was the most awesome scene ever. Um, well, where do you guys think his strong suit is? Comedy or heart or? Villainous? I think he can do it all. I, I mean, mean, yeah, he he's so he has amazing comedic timing, so he can pull off anything as far as comedy goes, and we've seen that. But he also has the ability to be a real fucking asshole. Yeah, just like most funny people. 
So that's true. Uh, you know, he's in. Okay, so they these people, both of them drowned, the cheating couple, and um, he's he's just gonna watch videotapes or something. And I, don't, I, I I couldn't even tell if any of them were labeled. I don't even know like what he knew he was picking out or whatever. Like to, in my memory, it's just a bunch of blank tapes. Like the, there's no label on any of them for some reason. I don't know if there maybe there is. There's know. a white label. I just didn't, I just probably has something written in pen. You know, oh, you just yeah, real see small. Yeah, okay. yeah, I used to have ones like this, especially the pornos. I just have a one here or two. You know, it's yeah, like, I, would, I, I would always code my porno. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I used to take those stickers. Remember when you used to buy blank videotapes and they would come with that yeah. sleeve that nobody ever used. I mean, you had to use the one to put on your on your tape to label it. Then it would have right. a bunch of numbers and some other things. Yeah, remember shit. the numbers? Yes, I used to use those numbers to code my pornos. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually used to use the one that goes on the top of the tape, and I used to actually write stuff on there. Just because it was there, I figured it would actually look more whatever. Oh, you didn't write on the other end? Uh, both, probably both. I don't know why. I, I have always person. been a stickler. I used every single label for something. Like I, I can't let things go unused. It, <laughs> it bothers me if things are wasted. Oh, perfect. Because I have a penis that is uh, sitting around. <laughs> I remember uh, I was at a friend's house one time. I was spending the night at a friend's house because we were going to go to a concert. And that morning before we went to the concert, he had to go over to his mom's house to mow her lawn. And so I was just hanging out at his house while he went to do that. Well, you know, watch a movie or something, make yourself at home. So he had a copy of Ice Pirates. And I love Ice Pirates. Pirates? (laughs) No, it was, no, Ice Pirates. I mean, but as it turns out... as it turns out, it was not Ice Pirates. Oh. And I was like, Ooh. and I was like, what the hell? And it was just like a random porn. Like it wasn't even Ice <laughs> Pirates or something. It was just like, a, it was just a random porn. And so I was like, what the hell? So he got home. Ice and I was Pirates. like, he's like, what? Are you, have you never seen Ice Pirates? <laughs> it's no. so funny. It's a comedy. And uh, <laughs> it's, funny it's, like a, it's like a sci-fi comedy. And um I so anyway, he came home and he's like, so he's like, what'd you do? And I'm like, well, I was, thought I was going to watch Ice Pirates. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, um, I have to I have to misname my porn because my brother. He, yeah, let's watch a horrible. He was hiding it from his little brother. Yeah, I'm going to name it a horrible comedy that my brother will never watch. Uh, yeah, hey, yeah, I have like 40 pornos named Cabin Boy. <laughs> I fucked up and I didn't label it one time. And I was living with, in Vegas with this guy and his sister. They were a brother and sister, and I met them through a friend here and I was living with them. I was renting a room at their house. You know, and I got to know them. And uh, we were watching something one day. I think it was around the holidays. And I said, Oh, we started talking about South Park. I said, I have the South Park um, Christmas special on video. And they said, oh, <laughs> go get it and watch it. So I went in there <laughs> and I fucking come back and I grabbed the wrong tape. I see that I did the thing with the numbers wrong. I don't know how it happened, but I put the tape in and I pressed play. <laughs> and it was a porno. And it, was, it wasn't just any porno. It what was part a, was it? It was this chick laying down outside getting gangbanged by like 12 guys. Ew, <laughs> you're gross, dude. <laughs> Was it, was it Ke- was it Kelly? Uh... No, I was before I knew her. I think. Well, was, what's her name? It was, it was Nikki Sterling, the gangbang girl. I watched it a lot. Anyway, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Who's the who's the girl you like? Kelly, what? Stickler. Kelly Stafford. Oh, Stafford. Yeah. Anyway, so I put the tape in and I pressed play, and as soon as I did, 
Eddie, the guy that lived there, he goes, Dave, we got porn. He's <laughs> real comic kid. I was like, oh shit, I had to eject it. <laughs> yeah, he had ejaculated. <laughs> I, was, I was just embarrassed as fuck because there was a woman there, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I forgot about that until just now. Dave, we got porn. He's like, oh no. Ground control to major, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> we have a problem. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> yeah, it's not a problem. It's a solution to my day. So, okay, so he thought Wentworth and the chick were alive. He, okay, what do you, what do you think about that? He thought he they were automatically alive? assumed they were alive as soon as somebody was. Like, I, I I forgot what it was. Like, signs of somebody being in his house to some degree. He thought it was them. Like, why would you think it's them? Like, and I, I'm not even trying to pick this apart. But I was just sitting... I was sitting there and I'm saying, like, why would he say Wentworth? You're gonna get it. You better just get out of here. Like, I tried to kill you, but you better not... I'm not... You know, you better <laughs> just get out of here before I get mad about you being mad about me trying to kill you. <laughs> Let me remind you, dear boy, I have the gun. Yeah, remember that gun I made you dig yourself a, a shallow grave with? I still have it. I never fired into your head, if you remember. Oh, you know what I think? I honestly think that he was bugged out because he went down there. Like that scene we talked about earlier. Is like, yeah. Got him. And he was a little bit bugged. And by the way, that shot is, I love that part when they go, and they play that music. And they put that fucking thing up. Oh, man. The soundtrack. Uh, anyway. I just think he's a little bit nervous about that. And then he's there, and he hears it, like, who else would it be? Because he doesn't say it right away. He's like, who's there? Who's there? And then he's like, Wentworth. You know, it's just the first person to think off the top of his head, because... Hey, who else would visit him? Right, who else would come into his house and sneak in? And how can anyone even sneak in? That's the thing. He's got all this fucking shit all <laughs> And you could see it on the fucking thing, but they can because of what they are. But they come in and you see that smoke coming in, and he, right. even the fucking fish get scared. They show that little scene. <laughs> now, okay, what do you guys think about that? So basically they come in as like uh, gill monsters. They're, oh yeah, did you ever notice that everyone in this movie has the same voice? Like... The voice Stephen King had when he was under the the green shit, and then these people, it's all like... <laughs> we just talked about it. Yeah, it's the same they voice that you it. did for uh, Father's Day. Oh, did I already talk about that? Oh, sorry, guys. We're recording this on different days. <laughs> they did have we already... <laughs> one effect. They have one effect. And yeah, that's it. for everybody. <laughs> Every altered voice is exactly the same. It is those three, though. You're 100% right. Just those three. I don't know why. But yeah. It's so funny. So they come in as, uh, like, fish monsters or something. Like, I don't know. They, I guess they look, like, overwaterlogged and all that. So are I these think they things... look fantastic. I Fuck love yeah. makeup. Yeah, but here's the Savini. thing. Oh. What are they? Because... They're drowned. They're just monsters. But are they ghosts? Because he closes the door and turns around, and they're on the other side of the door now. They're ghosts, and I love that scene. Every time I see it, it gets me. Oh, I so love what does that mean? That they're not fleshed out? They're ghosts. Straight up, that's what I think it is. I don't know. Jamie, you think something different? I mean, what else could it be? Well, some, um, at least. Yeah, well, yeah, they're definitely Obviously. supernatural. <laughs> maybe, like, um, I don't know, maybe a revenant, you know, that, that they come back strictly for revenge. All right, dumb it down, Jamie. Dumb it down. 
<laughs> I mean, the only word I know close to that is irrelevant, and that, 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 that it can't that be irrelevant. That ain't might, it. No. Yeah, they might kill him. No, that they. Um, well, they came back strictly for revenge. You know, um, it's that. That's the whole reason they're there. So, All right. Yeah. Um, they're just ghosts. Okay, they're ghosts that could kill you still. Right. So. Yeah, you know, my ever since. American Horror Story, my view of ghosts has, has radically changed because of the way they use ghosts in those shows. So it's like, to me, anything could be a ghost now. I'm a ghost, you motherfucker. I'm a ghost, you shit. <laughs> ghost. Hey, hey, guys, if you want to be cool and you're about to kill somebody, tell them you're going to ghost them. All right. I'm, I'm a ghost, you motherfucker. Ne- next chance I get. You know what's funny? I think that fucking Ted Danson looks just like Slash when he comes back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. I'm telling you. <laughs> I always thought they kind of reminded me of zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, just in the way that oh, they, yeah, they, you know, do. the way that they walked, the way that, or the way that they looked, the way that they, uh, you know, were mobile and all. But I would say if I had to pinpoint it, I would say... Revenant. That's what I would call him. Revenant, Revenant. which okay. is okay. a ghost totally or that. animated corpse that come that comes back specifically for usually for revenge, mm-hmm. I guess, um, to terrorize. So the the crow was Revenant. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. So I think Ted Danson shoots him in the head. Nothing works, and water leaks out of their heads. And then he what, does he does he do the classic move where he just throws a gun at them? He does throw the gun at one time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at one point he does. Yeah. He shoots him in the head. Oh, no. Or for some reason in my notes I wrote, headshots don't work. Let me try arm. What does that mean? Arm? Does he grab the arm? I don't think so. No, I don't know. He, the, Let the me try don't. arm. Yeah. I don't does, know. He sh- does he then shoot them in the arm? Yeah, the headshots. He shoots him in the head and just water leaks out of it. So the next shot is on Ted Danson's arm. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> he's he's panicking, is what he's doing. Uh, yeah, right. You know what I love too? That bullet wound when when the when he shoots him in the head and then immediately it just leaks out. You know, it's there's something about awesome. that. There's something about that that has stuck with me. And Dave, I think you're right here with me uh, as far as this whole movie goes. Um, that there are specific things about it that just stick with you and like every time you see him it's like going home or it's like it's it's it's, i don't know but every time every time like i know it's coming and then it and well pretty much this whole movie like i know what's coming and so then when it does come it makes me happy so like whenever he shoots him in the head i just wait for that pop and then the you know as it comes (laughs) out and i never thought it made a whole lot of sense for it to be that watery but i was just like what i don't care i love it we're it's supposed awesome. to figure that he's totally waterlogged. And just... I mean, maybe. I... That you can't hurt him. That, that's the bottom line. You can shoot all you want. and the, I mean, they, they could have just shot him and there would have been no reaction and that would have kind of sucked. Where this, you know, you're, the point is still driven. You can't fucking stop him. So let, let's at least have a cool thing happen. And have fucking <laughs> green so we'll shoot him in the shit. arm then. Well, guys, if you really want to see a true horror movie with Ted Danson, I heard they have a homemade porno with him and Whoopi Goldberg. So <laughs> if you guys can get a hold of that, I guarantee you that this does not hold a candle to it. If you could just hold your breath. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's showtime! I hey. fucking... He was holding his breath between her legs, hold like hold uh, your breath. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hold, 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 hold your breath. <laughs> if you can come with us, 
couldn't be. And Leslie cracking the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, how about that? He's, He's like half laughing, up. half crying, and they're showing that trippy ass background. He becomes a mad hatter. Oh, it's awesome. God. Yeah, and look at him dumb enough. I've been for a long time. <laughs> yeah, right? He says, oh, I'm good, man. I could do this shit. <laughs> and he's laughing still. <laughs> for a long <laughs> He just fucking flipped his lid, man. And I love how it ends with us not knowing if he really could hold it to the... I love the was... look on his face when the water when the water actually goes over it. And he's like, oh, you know, yeah. like... He's oh. like, oh, shit. I forgot. Yeah. His eyes move. It's like, bow, bow, bow. Fucking subject's awesome. Oh, God. Well, what are we doing here? I'm going to five. Oh, God. You guys really love this, huh? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> five for sure. It's my favorite fucking... Both of you? It's my favorite one out of all of them. It's my favorite fucking creep show segment, period. All right, I'll give it a 4.5 out of 5. Oh, nothing wrong with that. Shit. Yeah. So uh, the next one is called... Um, the next story in Creep Show <laughs> is called The Crate. Now, this is a big one because um, you have, like, uh, a very popular actress among horror fans, uh, namely John Carpenter and stuff like that. And you ha- you also have a guy who's famous, an old guy, who was who eventually appeared in Sons of Anarchy as as Gemma's father. So uh, Adrian Barbeau plays this classic obnoxious drunk named Billy. It's me, Billy. Billy, Billy, Billy. <laughs> She's obnoxious. Like it's a classically abusive. Jamie, what's it called when you make a man not feel like a man? Is that emasculating? Emasculating, yeah. Yeah. He's he's henpecked. That's me, basically. That's what you do to Brian? Don't say that. No, no, not at all. No, no, he'd smack me. (laughs) (laughs) No, he wouldn't. (laughs) He'd want want to, but he wouldn't. He'd want to. I've been there, I know. (laughs) I walk around with all my jangly jewelry and my glass of bourbon. (laughs) (laughs) Brian! (laughs) I told we ought to get laid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I like how she almost sympathizes, like she even, like there's there's one point where she says, what would you do without me? And then, I forgot what the lead-in was, but she eventually says something like, I wouldn't be able to be without you either. Like You know, she says, she goes, and it, it is weird, he says, yeah. what would you do without me? And he's like, I don't know. And then she goes, well, on that we're even. Enjoy your chess. Yeah. Like <laughs> but she, she acts, says, like, yeah, like she acts like even. For one second, she she gives it back to him. Then half a second later, she gives him a fucking look. Enjoy your chance, you know. Yeah, she well, no, I think she on, means on they're even in that she doesn't know what he would do without her. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe I took it like Dave did actually, but I don't. What do I know? You know. No, I don't know. I'm I'm. Yeah. I actually thought there was a softness in her voice when she said that too. And right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the point of this, besides her captivating performance, is that uh, there's a janitor in a college oh, who finds a crate. What an asshole. All because of a fucking coin flip because he didn't know whether to fucking mop or do the fucking <laughs> windows next. All this shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is the most illogical thing on the planet. It's mucho ecologi- I mean, illogical, <laughs> Pancho. 
This is mucho illogical. <laughs> Foreshadow. <laughs> Foreshadowing of our <laughs> nice. duration of the show. Uh, they find a crate from 1834 <laughs> under stairs in a college. There's a Yeti of, of sorts in there. There's an abominable snowman or, or something. You know, like something like a Bigfoot inside. Right? I mean, and, and here's the weird thing. Because when this thing attacks somebody at the end, there's almost like no legs to this thing. Like, if, if you really look, where are its legs? Like... I don't even know what this thing is. He's short. He's short, but he has long arms. <laughs> right. Fluffy. It's fluffy. It is That's fluffy. Thing is. He's fluffy. <laughs> That's his name. Yeah, yep. it's like a, it's, it's a yeti of some kind. And here's the thing that is so stupid. What? Even if it was there for a week, it would have died. Why say, well, let's just make it 1834. That's 150 fucking years ago. That this thing has been sitting in a crate with no food, no toilet bowl, nothing. It just sits <laughs> in a crate. How could it ever, by any stretch of the imagination, be alive? I don't even know what we're watching here. What? He's from another world. Why do you want to... He's in hibernation. Why does it matter? It's a monster story. Hibernation for 150 years, and yet... Why not? He could, he could come out... And just fill up on people in an instant. Well, after like, 150 years, wouldn't you be fucking hungry? Right. My, my stomach would be the size of a marble. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to eat. Yeah, but you're not a monster. <laughs> this is like uh, that's a comic. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's Tiffany. Yeah, he's been drinking his own saliva for 150 years, and that's about it. <laughs> And or his own pee, since he doesn't have a toilet bowl. <laughs> right, he just like lays back and pees into it. Stream, it streams I've into his mouth. I've seen monkeys do it. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, they have. I've seen that too. He's hibernating, or, or he's just dormant. He's out. I mean, it's the same thing, I guess. But I mean, yeah, I, I think you're right, Dave, in that it's a monster movie. It doesn't matter. I mean, we don't need to. It doesn't... Wow, look, you two ganging up on me. It's huh? a comic. No, it's just. It's if you just... were to read the comic books back in the days. This is what these are. This, they're just that not everything is explained. I mean, a guy just turned into fucking weeds because a meteor fucking hit the ground, and a guy <laughs> came up from the grave for no reason. Well, that makes sense. It was Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> look at look at the blob, not the blob. Look at the fucking raft in, in part two. I mean, you could pull pick that apart. It's there. Oh, Who that cares? makes total sense. Don't it's a monster. We're not there yet. It's a being. I know we're foreshadowing again. Total sense. <laughs> it's a being. It's hey, a, listen, Pancho. That makes total <laughs> sense. <laughs> Pancho Christ. Oh, fuck. All right. So yeah, somehow it's a lie. Okay, we'll gloss over that glaring omission. Hey. <laughs> but uh, this janitor just opens it, puts his arm in, and he's dead. Um. Looks like a couple of animals. He says. <laughs> Why yeah. would he say that? He goes, "Looks like a couple of animals," and then he reaches his hand in. Why the fuck would you put your hand in? <laughs> Well, it's just like, why would the old guy always poke things with a stick? You know, it's like whenever you find anything that falls from outer space, people always have to poke it with a stick. I don't understand. That's safe. I don't want to touch anything or get near anything that I don't know what it is. Uh, Yeah, but, you know, the the curiosity killed the cat, James. Oh, yeah, and you know about cats, so let's not play stupid here. That's true. Because you have 57 of them. Mm Mm-hmm. 
No, I'm 57. I have 18 cats. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> ah, she remembered at least. Yeah, I got a master's in business from an Ivy League school. Why? Because <laughs> I worked my ass off for it, and I put my nose to the grindstone. <laughs> oh, God, I'm, I'm, I'm losing it already. It's been a year since I talked to Vince, and, uh, you know, we did that show a year ago, and didn't he say... That now I'm going to really start getting serious about this. I, I didn't put any effort into it in, in four and a half years. But now, so now it's five and a half years. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Big plans are coming. We're still waiting for him to put effort into podcasts. It's like waiting for um, when Axel Rose was going to put out Chinese democracy. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, Would you guys just wait. It'll be like fucking nine years or some shit. Yeah, it'll be just like that. Hey, did you guys notice that they introduced the couple as Tabitha and Richard in the beginning? The couple with fucking, uh, you know, when she's when they introduced the people there at the party to, to Billy. Those names are very familiar to me, but I forgot why. Tabitha is Stephen King's wife's name. Yes, and continue on. It, it's the same connection. And, and Richard Bachman, I assume. And she sucks on Richard Head. And uh, you get it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Richard Bachman, yeah, instead of saying Stephen, you know. And you notice that when she says whatever that etiquette crotch's name is when she's talking. Oh, yeah, she was supposed to say cunt. Yes, because that's what I was going to say. Doesn't it look like she says cunt and they ADR? Yes, she was supposed to and they did ADR because they didn't want, they they thought it would piss people off. Okay, what? What did I miss? Isn't that weird? When she calls her an etiquette crotch, Emily Post, when she refers to her, whatever that etiquette crotch's name is, she actually said etiquette cunt. Yeah, you can see it, yeah. Yeah, and they ADR'd the line crotch. Uh, I don't even think it was Adrian Barbeau. I think it was somebody else (laughs) who supplied the the additional voice for that. Oh, really? Yeah, but they didn't want people to piss people off, so they... Oh, yeah, don't do that while you're eating people. <laughs> yeah. A fucking horror movie. You can't word. While you're drowning women in in oceans and burying <laughs> them neck deep, don't piss people off with cunt. <laughs> and how about Jay Carpenter on the fucking on the box? And this is Antarctica. Uh, uh, you know, a throwback to the thing, which is what being filmed like at oh, the wow. scene. Yeah, Man, that's what good. I took from it. I don't yeah. Know. Oh no, absolutely right. Absolutely. Yeah. So okay, so <clears throat> this Yeti kills. Uh, the janitor, but before that happens, he Yeti. calls. Yeah, I don't know what it is. That's Mon- funny. A monster. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Or as Jamie would say, the creature. Have you ever seen a movie or anything in life where blood actually caused fucking <laughs> an electrical um, explosion instead of water? No. Because that happens in the crate when the fucking the janitor gets killed, his blood fucking falls down. The, the side of the thing and it goes where the outlets are and when the blood connects with the outlets the outlets blow as, as if it was water really I didn't even notice that <laughs> I notice it every time it's ridiculous <laughs> I don't know what, what are they trying to prove when they do that I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I had to bring it up I figured Alex you would have definitely noticed it oh yeah yeah I don't know it's, we- <laughs> it's weird what I notice I don't yeah. there's no rhyme or reason to it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know but I've always thought Jamie did you ever check that out I don't think I ever pay attention. Wow. that It's, it's actually cool. I like that. I really think that's cool. Yeah, I, I have no problem with it. I, I just find it, you know. Yeah, I never thought about it, but, but that's a great idea. Okay, so the janitor, when he discovers this, this thing, this monster inside this crate, the first guy he calls is the, is the abused husband of uh, Adrian Barbeau. So, um... 
No, wait, you got it backwards. The janitor calls his friend, and then when his friend goes and the shit happens, oh, duh. he calls right. his friend who is... Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because his friend is the, is the professor. Yeah, so stupid. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, the reason why in my notes all I write is main guy tells... Oh, oh, I did write it. I, I did write it the right way. I just read it wrong. Uh, like Dave said, I read it like I'm doing names of people. Uh, I said the main guy tells Billy's husband he whips up the idea to get uh, to go there and clean up the blood and get his wife over there. Okay, so that's exactly what happens. I, I don't even know how to read my own notes. Now, I'm going to say this is a little flawed, too. And I hate to do this because I know you guys just love the movie, but... Because I don't love it like you do, I guess I see it a little different, more objectively. Mm. Yeah, I get the idea that it's a great idea to, like, get rid of your wife in a, a way that has nothing to do, it can't be traced back to you, basically. But if you're going to go through all this just to have her eaten by a Yeti and then and then just, okay, okay, here's the thing, like, when he threw them in the ocean at the end, like, why... That seems like enough effort that you might as well just kill her and burn her up in a, in a furnace. And just get rid of her that way. Like, you could just kill her in your house and just burn her up. Yeah, but that's murder. He doesn't want to fucking do that. This this can't lead back to him. Yeah, but how could it? If he just burned her up, she's ashes, and he threw that into the ocean. Or if whatever. it was that easy, you know how many men would have killed their wives that way? Yeah, but it sort of is that easy. You say... Honey, can you help me in the basement? She comes down, you hit her in the head with a hammer, and then you you push her in a furnace, you burn her up till she's ashes, you put her in a little bag, and you dump her, you, you let it fly into the ocean, and it's gone. Alex has clearly thought of this. <laughs> I thought of it after after watching this. You have a like, basement at your new house, Alex? A big one? <laughs> and believe, believe it or not, no, there is no basement in the house. Okay. But why go through all this... It just seems, like, pointless if you're just going to dump her in the ocean anyway. Okay, two things. Number one, DNA and all the evidence that can come up. Number two, the only reason he kills his wife, that was just a, a bonus for this whole situation. His plan wasn't, I'm going to kill my wife. It was This plan was, I'm going to yes, help my friend. Well, hold on. His plan was, I'm going to help my friend because he called me delirious and all this other shit. Let me go to this place and clean it up and see what the fuck he's talking about. Then when he gets there... He gets the idea to you, know, to, you know, to kill two birds at one stone. He's like, you know what? Fuck that bitch. This thing keeps eating and eating. Here's my chance. But it wasn't like, you know what I mean? That wasn't, that isn't the whole, what this whole story's about. He also wants to stop the monster as well. No, I don't, Jamie, do you get that? I, I, I get that he cleaned the whole place so that she couldn't tell something's wrong while she walked into the trap. I got that too, but I'm just saying he has two end games. Number one is to get rid of the monster. He has to put an end to it by drowning it. Oh. What do you mean? Oh, how 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 would you destroy it? I think that was. I think he only went that far because her body was in his stomach. I don't know. I don't think. I think it had nothing to do with the other. I just think he was going to really? get rid of it anyway. Jamie, what do you think? I don't know. Uh, well, I th- I do think that. Um, initially the reason he went there was to help his friend and all of that, and then he just came up with the idea to go ahead and get rid of his wife at the same time, you know, you know, cause it was convenient, but I don't know why he didn't just let, you know, I, why not just let it eat her and then call the authorities and be like, look, you know, we found this thing and it ate her. 
You know, like I wouldn't go to the trouble of getting rid of it at that point. I would have given it over to somebody else and been like, look, yeah, it ate my wife. Oh, so sorry. Yeah, but then, like, what are you doing in the school? You're not supposed to be here. There's questions. Well, bec- it's off season. He's not even it's supposed because to be his friend called him for help. Right. It's traceable. And then what's his friend going to say? Why did he come uh, here? Because the janitor called him. I don't know. Who wants to answer questions? Dave, he's known as a pussy in society, so it wouldn't be radical for him to say, well, I was very nervous. I called my wife so she could see, you know, I just wanted to see what's going on, and I got nervous, and I called her and told her something's wrong, and blah, blah, and then the thing ate her. Like, what's the point of having this thing eat her if you're going to go through the same trouble that a normal guy would go through if he killed his wife? It just doesn't make any sense. Well, to that's dump true. Her. He still then goes through all the trouble that you'd go through if you would, if he had killed her himself. He right. may as you know. Yeah. It's just stupid. It doesn't make any sense. He panicked. How about that? I mean, I that's mean, that's too. yeah, that's true too. You can you just know? say that though. Uh-huh. But we're, we're talking about writers right now, and we're and you know, yeah. In reality, okay, somebody could panic and do something like that. But we're, we're writing a story here that's supposed to be an elaborate, great idea. So if you're doing that and, and you you found a way to have some bizarre thing happen and get rid of your wife because a monster ate her, what are you doing covering it up as if you just, you know, shot her in the head and you're going to throw her in the ocean? Like, what's the point? What kind of writing is that? Would you want to see a movie where it ends and he calls the cops? Don't you think it's much better? <laughs> That'd be a terrible ending to fucking think of. You said it's writing. This is writing. In order to have a good pop at the end, that's what you got to do. I threw it in the fucking water, and then the thing cracks open. I mean, what a what a letdown that would be. Oh, I fed it to her. The next scene, you see fucking Henry on the phone. Hey, uh, yeah, there's something going on. Can you go over here? And they go in there, and they take it away, and then the credits roll. Or, or I see what you're saying. Rolls. It'd be anticlimactic, you know? Well, maybe the monster could have come out when the cops got there. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I think it still would have been good because as the cops are taking him away, then you've got Henry with this sly look on his face because he knows he fed his bitch of a wife to that creature. You know? So he's getting away with murder, basically. I don't know. I, I would have liked it. But I was just watching. Do you ever watch Rob Dyke on YouTube? Is he a gay girl? Never heard of him. <laughs> oh, he does. No, he does, uh, like, Seriously Strange and Twisted Tens and... um like these are the shows that he does. Um, one is uh, oh, in Serial Killer Files. Um, anyway, he talks about dark shit, and uh, that's what his shows are about. And today I was watching this show where he was talking about this guy who killed his neighbor. Uh, he was obsessed with her, and he killed his neighbor. And the dumbass got caught because he um, he dismembered her in her bathtub. And then he cleaned it up, but that didn't matter because they got luminol in there and they saw all the blood. But the dumbass, the only reason he got busted is because he put her torso in a garbage bag and put it in the garbage on the curb. <laughs> and I'm like, what the Garbage fuck? day. The <laughs> garbage fuck? day. And get this, he got caught because the garbage smelled no and shit. it was because... <sighs> The garbage man was late picking up the garbage that day. If the garbage man had come when he was supposed to, he never would have gotten caught. How late was this asshole? Wow. And I'm like, I'm like, well, that's what you get for relying on city workers when you're. <laughs> anyway, so then they they go into his wow. apartment and they look at his Google searches. His last five Google searches were like nude. Um, I forget her name, but it was the girl's name. He was looking for to see if there were nude pictures of her online. Um, something like. Clearing out your, how to erase your browser history, um, something about child porn, 
something about getting rid of a body. I don't know. It was so or or dismembering. I don't know. Anyway, it was so dumb. The weirdest one was nude nude photos of Whoopi Goldberg. That was a weird <laughs> one. <laughs> what is what is wrong with you and Whoopi Goldberg? Like, <laughs> oh God! What you, did she do to you? <laughs> you could have nude photos of Whoopi Goldberg, throw them in a bottomless pit, and they would come back up at you. <laughs> <laughs> Reference. Yeah, you know what though? That makes for a great ending. Though he gets back and he tells the guy the story, and he's like, "Well, what happened?" You know, even when he's pulling him up there, and he goes, "You know that story that he tells when he's about to drown him." He's like, "At the end, I think that he knew." And then his hands came out, and they go back in. That was all good shit. And then when when Dex is worried, but, but what's going to happen? But what about him? And then he's like, "Dex, nothing. We have more time for chess, buddy." Right? Because if you could have seen the way it was in the in the water down there, you wouldn't be worried. Trust me. You know, and then then they show him break out. It's a classic fucking comic ending. It is. It is strictly comic, though, right? Yeah, but this is a comic movie. I mean, this is what it's supposed to be. It's a, a perfect representation of what those comics were at one time. I mean, that's awesome. Shit. Well, some cool things about this movie, uh, Adrian Barbeau drives Michael Myers' car to the college. That's Michael Myers' car. That's Michael Myers' sister. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Are you serious? He has the fucking... Uh... It's the same exact car, yeah. Really? It's the same car that came from Haddonfield? Yeah. Haddonfield uh, Memorial Hospital, wherever. Or, what is it, Smith Grove or something? Smith Grove Sanitarium. <laughs> yeah. It's what? that It's that car. Same make and model type thing? Uh, I don't know. We'll have to ask Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. One odd thing. It's really dated. You, to, to have this in this movie is bizarre. Did you guys notice the drink that Billy was making while she was on the phone with her husband and he was telling her, you, you, you have to come to the college? Did you notice there's something very bizarre about the drink she was making? It was a black Russian. I was going to ask you if that's what it was. Because he's drinking milk and then all of a sudden she reaches over right. and she puts alcohol in it. So my question to you guys, I have written down here, was was that a black Russian she was drinking? Well, but it could have also been a Brandy Alexander, I think. Okay. And I, I, th- I thought that's what it was. And that, that's so old that, like, John Lennon used to drink that in the 70s. Hmm. I that don't know. That was his drink. That's how old that is. Yeah, well, it's a classic, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Drinks don't change. Like, Black Russian, how long's that been around? Yeah, if you ask somebody right now for a Brandy Alexander, they, they'll be like, uh, You think so? Like, a bartender would say, would, wouldn't know? We... we me and my dad went to New York on like the 40th or 30th or something anniversary of John Lennon's death or whatever. So to to commemorate it, and, my, and we were right at the spot where he got shot. And there's a bar nearby. My dad asked for a Brandy Alexander. And the guy had no idea what he was even talking about. Had no idea how to make it. Looked around and, and said, I don't have all this stuff or whatever. Wow. But yeah, it's that rare and that old. So if you ever want to just fuck with the bartender, walk in and ask for a Brandy Alexander. Nice. Or a Screaming Viking. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or a Barbo special. <laughs> I just think she's a drunk and she was drinking milk and she just decided to fucking add alcohol to it. She didn't care what it was. She just saw a fucking bottle of booze and just put it in her milk. Well, how about this? Do you think the husband is, is strange that he believed in this outrageous story enough to go along and go through it? Like, if you heard that a monster came out of a creek from a guy who seems delirious, runs in your house and tells you this crazy story, <laughs> would you believe it enough to go through with 
doing this whole preparation in order to kill your wife based on this fucking like lunatic story like <laughs> like wouldn't you go come on dude, are you fucking loaded right now like <laughs> he was fucking delirious too. right when he does that laugh yeah. <laughs> i don't even know what it was yes <laughs> he got his chance yeah you're gonna buy this enough to go through with this whole elaborate scheme well, it's his buddy. It isn't just a stranger off the street. It's his buddy that he talks to all the fucking time, like every day. And they hang out once a week. And they're, you know what I mean? And he's always been sane to him. So, like, if you came to me that way, I, I would I would believe you. I would say, Alex, you're fucking crazy. I wouldn't say that. I'd say, well, are you serious? You, you know, I know about your reaction. I just figure it's his buddy. He would know. You would believe me if I told you this. Yeah, why wouldn't I believe you? Well, I would. I would see if well, you're on. Because Alex first. is prone to lying. That's why. <laughs> just, <laughs> just to get your, just to get your reaction, he'll tell you anything. I do. I do say some stupid shit to get a reaction, but I don't think I'd make that up. You're gonna get on a fucking plane and book it and come here just to run in my house and fucking <laughs> and play a prank on me. <laughs> I mean, if you did, good for you. I'd applaud you. Shit. If I told you this and you wanted to get out of this thing with Irene, you would actually, just based on that, if I did the exact same thing he did, you would go there, mop all this shit up, clean it with ammonia, and set everything up just to get Irene to go there. Believe, just go based on my story alone. Only if. I don't. I don't believe you would. If the thought occurred to me to, to kill my wife, like if it was my first wife and I was there and I, I was cleaning up and the thought of you try anything, you say, okay, are you sure? Okay, I'll go. That's what I'm saying. If I was in that <laughs> situation and I, I was treated that way, the, the way I was and the way this guy is, I know if, if the thought popped into my head, I'm not saying it would pop into my head, but if it did, fuck, why not? You got nothing to lose, especially at that case. What's going to happen? Like, even if you tried to kill her. Yeah, yeah, but you see what he did do? He did try to kill her. Nothing happened. Oh, that was great. Tell to call you Billy. Something I should have done a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, luckily the goddamn thing comes out eventually, but. Yeah, but that scene makes me crack up every time. When he, at the very end, he's like, he, he's, in the beginning, he's like, you know, it's real dramatic. The music kicks in. He pushes her in the thing. He's talking shit. And he's shaking her. Billy, wake up, wake up. And he's doing all this shit. And then at the end, he's still shaking her arms. He's getting slower and slower with it. He's fucking running out of steam. And you can just, like, feel it. I, I laugh, but it's like, you can feel fucking for this guy at that moment. Like, oh, fuck. Now what? And then she gives him that whole speech. <laughs> You're a real barnyard exhibit. <laughs> uh, she <laughs> never like, stops. Even to the last second of her life, she's putting this guy down. <laughs> and, don't he... <laughs> and when he's trying to tell her about it, he's laughing because he knows he's going to kill her. And she's like, she's like, what's the matter with you? Your best friend gets in a scrape like this and you're laughing? <laughs> and he's like, let's go over here. And he's trying not to laugh. <laughs> yeah, he tells her, like, the guy who was trying to bang this young college chick. <laughs> So, oh, so it swallows her up, and he, like we said, it, he throws her in an ocean. The thing breaks out of the box at the last second, and then uh, he somehow convinces a completely normal, rational guy that it's okay that I just killed my wife because now we have more time to hang out and waste time with playing chess. I mean, they should be doing something real like podcasting, but if they're going to waste their time with that stuff, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so, so uh, what do you rate this? Adrian Barbeau puts it over a lot. Yeah, she is great. It's all great. Savini's fucking work and the story, I think it's all great. Every bit of it is. The way they act, the fucking, oh, man. Okay, four to five, I give it. I give this one a four, too. Yeah. I give it a five. Oh, my God. 
It's I awesome. Had, Tell me what's wrong. I had a I had a five going in, but while we were talking about it, I decided, well, I don't know, maybe a four. Um, but I do love Adrian Barbo in this. And I love Hal Holbrook in this. I mean, they they're really good. But I'd say, all right, four point five. I'll split it down the middle and I'll say four four point five. How did he even get her? Like, how could that creepy looking? I mean, no offense, to that guy. She's known as a hot chick. I mean, there are people who really. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, Adrian Barbeau. It's her boobs. It is. It's just a boob thing, right? Yeah, I'm not into her at all. Like, I, I, no, I, I could tell that she's, she's something different than the reg, than the average girl. I could tell. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's something about her and a lore of some kind. I'm not sexually attracted at all to her. To me, she'd be nothing than someone to be polite to and then never talk to again. <laughs> but but I, I can see how she stands out of, mm-hmm. of a crowd. You know what I mean? I like her in the fog. I, we see, when she has a good personality, it definitely affects When she acts like this, it's kind of hard to... Uh... Well, I kind of like this, though. I think it's funny. Yeah, I get it. I mean, the performance is great. And I think that this is probably most people's favorite chapter in this, I think. I think the yeah, crowd... really? I think so, yeah. It's not mine, but yeah. I think if you asked everybody what their favorite chapter in, in this was, they'd say The Crate. Seems like it's more universally loved. You, what do you think, Jamie? Uh, I think you're, you're probably right about that. It's my third favorite, but um, I think you're you're probably right. I think most people really, really, really like this one. A lot of that, I think, has to do with the creature effects and with Adrian Barbeau. Yeah, it's like, like I said, she stole the show. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. With Dave, do we get your rating? Five, right, you said? Yeah, yeah, I love it. I, there's nothing wrong with it to me. There's other ones I like better. It's not my well, favorite. I just gave but... you like four things wrong. Yeah, but uh, no. But they don't... No, you're going to just gloss over that, huh? Good. I'm so glad you I said that. I had an answer. a little long. I mean, that's my only issue is I feel like it's a little longer than it needs to be. Like it's stretched out more than it needs to be. That's the only thing I see wrong with it, really. It's weird. I've actually grown to love it over the years. When I was young... Everybody, like all my friends loved it, and I was just like, take it or leave it. And the older I get and the more times I've seen it, I've grown to love it. Yeah, you're relating to it more because you want to push one of your fucking wives in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You'll, you'll, you'll be amazed, everybody, how you'll eventually like this one. <laughs> Maybe you're onto something. I don't know. <laughs> What's the first one's name? So Maybe we can start making her like a, a daily joke. What What's her name, the first one? Who, Brandy? Yeah, Brandy. Don't even get me started. Brandy in the fucking crate. I just got an email sent to me. I'm taking my daughter to a party tomorrow because um, her car's dead or something or other. So I'm taking her to a party with her school. You should say you should should trade places with your car. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) No, but listen, for no reason, I get an email from her, and it says it's labeled party. And it says, don't embarrass her tomorrow. Fuck you. Oh, my yeah, oh, yeah, God. yeah, you should say. I would embarrass anybody. Yeah, you know, you should say, say, don't worry, I won't mention you to right? anybody. She's the how, one that's always late. How is she? Skills. How is she such a bitch? It's crazy. She's one of those people that everything she says about me is exactly what she is, which is, I guess Man. it means something, like psychopath or something. I don't know, but. Sociopath. I don't know what it is, but. I don't understand how you ever got involved with somebody that bitchy. I mean, it just. It she just, was, listen, she was amazing. For fucking one year, and then she got the DP shot for fucking. You know what that is? The it's devil a, shot. 
Yes, and her whole fucking life changed ever since. And I didn't. I said double penetration. What was it? Depo Provera. And I'm not kidding you. Everything fucking changed about that person. Because what does that mean? What does that mean? Seriously. It's it keeps you from thing. getting pregnant. It suppresses your period for a short time. And it's a birth control thing. Yeah. And she changed? Yes. 100%. There was never one problem until that shot came. And then everything really? changed. Really? Yeah, I know it sounds fucked up, but it's true. That's so sad. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> but anyway, whatever. There's other issues. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, but we got to talk about like this. Uh, the the roaches right now. Yeah, so we can't talk it. about something. Yeah, yeah something like that. They're creeping yeah. up on you, man. <laughs> All right, so there's another famous dude, old guy. E. G. Marshall, awesome. Yeah, he is best known for being in the movie called uh, uh, Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I think, right? I mean, I, I that, that's how I know him. He's I a mean, character I... actor. He's all over the place. He's one of yeah. those. You he know, also played the father. You remember he was the father in that Christmas episode of Tales from the Dark Side that I made you guys watch. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. the grim, the the grimace, the grither, the grither, <laughs> <laughs> the grimace. Oh, yeah, what the fuck is grimace? The simpleton. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he had. Can you believe that grimace had four arms to in order to easily to more easily steal cheeseburgers? And they changed him into a well-meaning simpleton. <laughs> I love that shit. <laughs> he was an evil guy who stole hamburgers. Well, then they have the cheese burglar, so. Hamburglar, yeah. Hamburglar, that's right. I was I was upgrading him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like his fucking brother. That'll be 40 cents extra. <laughs> He's a big purple just blob of something. <laughs> well, I'm the hamburglar. I hope one day to become the cheese burglar. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie upgraded him. I'm working yep. my way up to bacon cheeseburger. Yep, that's my next promotion. <laughs> Jamie said he's moving on up to cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> the cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. The mayor of fucking. The cheeseburger breaks into your house and steals Roquefort. And... <laughs> What's that guy's name? The mayor. Mayor McCheese? Mayor McCheese, yeah. Like, what is all that? Are we supposed to think about this while we're eating? Like, what <laughs> What are What are we supposed to do with this information? What about those nuggets? They made They made nuggets into characters. And like, how, how are you supposed to eat them now? <laughs> yeah, they feel bad for them. Yeah, that's what I thought when I was a kid. Like, am I eating? Like, who am I eating here? <laughs> So stupid. And they even brought that big bird. Remember, they had a chick that was a bird. What was her name? She flew around and oh, the, yeah, the girl with the, she. She had like that pilot's. Hat yeah, she had on. goggles and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, was she? So they had two things that were chickens. They had her in there, and then they had those nuggets that talked. Right. So like everything that has to do with nuggets, you'd be bug. You'd be like, oh You're man, personalizing. I'm it. eating my friends. Right. <laughs> stupid. Indeed. Well, here we it didn't stop us any. Right? There was like eighty billions and billions served. So nobody cared. Nope. <laughs> so nope. all right. So this guy, e- Egg Egg Marshall, E. G. Marshall. <laughs> oh, E. G. Marshall. <laughs> I had to mess that up somehow. That's awesome, Egg Marshall. He <laughs> he's awesome. Upton Pratt, the Upton Pratt. <laughs> yeah, Upton. Upton, right there, it tells you what he is. I mean, they're. they're... I think his name was Upson. Oh, Upson. <laughs> no. Upson Pratt. Yeah. <laughs> he lived in um a like penthouse, a, a penthouse apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And uh the whole thing was white. 
Like, so what you're supposed to yeah. get immediately is that this guy spends every waking hour thinking about uh, germs and being sick. He even has this bizarre thing built into an apartment, which is insane, that sucks anything like garbage into like this thing so he never has to touch it or something. I like, love I, that concept though. <laughs> germophobia and he's got the money right. that he could actually do it. Yeah, he has the money to go through with it, right? Right. Which <laughs> you could see that. Some fucking OCD germaphobe guy that was rich fucking would do that to himself. Yeah, but it's a terrible life. He has like nothing. No TV, no furniture, no decorations. It's just white so that he could see anything that might be amiss. That was actually a budgetary thing in the yeah. original in the original story that mm-hmm. this was based on. He had a really nice lavish apartment and every like with all the appointments and everything. But 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 because they had budgetary concerns, they kept it very minimalist and all white for the movie. And that was the only reason that they did that was to make it cheap. Well, because wow. they spent what I say two hundred fifty thousand dollars on cockroaches. The roaches themselves, right? Right. Yeah. They were losing them. I heard that they were losing roaches in, in, in the other set because it was a darker set where the white, you could see all the roaches. Oh, were. well, there you go. That too. So there might have been a few reasons, but thank goodness they changed it because that's the whole thing. I mean, it, it was the first thing Alex yeah. said. This guy's fucking locked himself in. It wouldn't have been anywhere near as cool if it was just some rich guy in, wouldn't have. in a regular yeah. place. Then Plus, that, it'll, this allows you to see the roaches too, the audience to yeah. see the roaches right. too. It's oh. weird how that happens. It makes it more impactful. For, worked out for yeah. the better. I'd love how to see Stephen happen? King's screenplay. And it makes him said. seem makes him seem more more um more obscene in his eccentricities, you know, because who the hell has an apartment like that? <laughs> and, and, and right. Like who does that? Right. It's five thousand dollars a month in, in nineteen eighty three. <laughs> Is Think that what he said? That. Is that what he said it was? I think it was maybe 3000 but definitely in the thousands. Any any thousand in 1983 is insane. That's crazy. And I guess he's just obsessed with money, so that's all he cares about. He's just there, and he's fucking constantly watching his stocks all day and doing his shit. And that's it. He's obsessed with money. That's his only love, and, and is, but he fears fucking germs to death, you know? Yeah, so to, put it in a li- <laughs> to put it in a little bit of perspective, not much because it's completely the – uh, opposite, I think, opposite end of the country. I don't know. Isn't he like in Chicago or something? But um, the in Three's Company, <laughs> they had a you know you remember their apartment? It was two bedroom. Oh yeah, um, eat, eat in kitchen what? like with a separate. It had its own door, really nice big living room, and it was near the beach. Right, three hundred dollars yeah. a month. Wow, I kill for that. Holy fuck. And that was early '80s. So, his, wow. now, so his apartment, by contrast, was about ten times the rent of of theirs, and that's insane. Yeah, but you know what? I didn't get any size out of out of what I watched. I got more of. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what would well, be. No, worth I don't that. think it was all that big, and that just makes it that <laughs> that just makes it worse. <laughs> right, it makes it more bizarre. I think it's the gadgets. This is that that he had that fucking room that he can seal himself in. That he had. You know, maybe he had fucking a certain a plane of glass that things couldn't get through, and it was probably just built a certain way. It might have even, like, for him, it was probably just like a, a, a what do you call it, uh, a custom job. Yeah. I Maybe it was location, though, that would cause it to be that much money. That, he's in the middle of the city, it looks like, yeah. yeah. I don't know, that's crazy, though. But you got to think he leaves the place. He has to, I'm sure he goes to board meetings and shit like that. 
I, mean, I don't know. Who maybe knows? He, I don't know. Maybe he does live his entire life in that thing. It's I don't so know. encapsulated that you don't even know. You know, what I mean, it's, it's so when he keeps taking these weird phone calls, and he's he's clearly like a racist guy. He's like uh, <laughs> men of color or or something. Like I, I don't even know. <laughs> I, you know, he's just I guess he's just supposed to be the big asshole, and like some lady calls, her husband died, and he. Uh, I don't know. Didn't... He forced him out, and he didn't give a fuck. It was like right. a business. It was like a takeover, right. and uh, it was one of those things. And he caused the guy to lose fortunes, and the guy came home and killed himself. And the only thing he said was his name. So the wife found his name in the fucking book and called him to harass him. And he was laughing about it. Yeah, yeah he, he didn't give a shit. He was happy because he's like, "Wow, now we won't have to. We won't have to pay him or give him a spot on the fucking on the committee or something like that." He was happy about it, you know. Yeah, he was all business. All he cared about is money, and he considered people like he considers bugs. Squash them. That was his whole fucking thing. Squash everybody because I'm this fucking rich businessman that's gonna. On the way up, I don't care who I squash, and I'm gonna squash any bug, and they're all the same. So it's it's typical. This whole movie, actually, if you think about it, Romero and King, two things they always do is paint ugly pictures of the rich. Almost always. Yeah. That, oh, they make elitist out of every one of them, and they, and they do it clearly in this movie, and it's it's a statement. And meanwhile, they're yeah. both rich. Yeah, but well, they're still cool. I don't know if Romero is. I mean, King for sure, but um, yeah, but King, King supports causes. He's like fucking. He, King no, yeah, was fucking yeah, yeah. Urging them to like go out and fucking crash Wall Street and shit like that. So he's rich, but he just you know he doesn't like most rich people, which I'd be the same way. What the fuck? If that's the way they are, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I digress. I'm just saying. He he definitely has an issue with the elite. Um, Mm -hmm. Which, you know, I mean, I do too. Right. But anyway, that's a theme that does recur quite a bit. Yeah, both of them, you know? I got to tell you guys something about this one. This is my least favorite. Ooh, because it scares you. It's, well, no, because it made me throw up. Oh, when I, think, I, I think you talked about this on the show one time. Yeah, I may have. Um, when I was in college, there was a girl that lived on my hall, and she had never seen a lot of horror movies. So I was showing her various movies, and she was the one we watched in the same night. We we were drinking. Um, so we started drinking, and we watched Halloween. And so while we were watching Halloween, that scene where Michael Myers sits straight up, she goes... <laughs> Michael Myers is the scariest guy ever. I mean, like that, like Halloween really scared her, which I thought was great. So then, after Halloween, we decided to watch Creep Show. So I had been drinking for quite a while. All right. By the time we get to the end of of this movie, um, and it gets to the part where he is, he makes his cereal in the food processor, and then he starts pick, he starts eating it, and then he's like picking through it, and he sees pieces of of roaches. And then he goes and dumps out the cereal box, and you see all the roaches come pouring out. Uh, I just lost my shit. I threw up right then. I was just like, nope. Because eating nasty things, I can't. I can't. So you don't watch Fear Factor? I actually had a a really bad experience one time with a big, like one of those big fucking palmetto bugs in my mouth. Wow. And uh, I thought I was going to die. I mean, that's how horrific it was. Like, I just... Because I had my drink, it was outside, where, and I set my drink on the on a picnic table, 
And then I just came back and I was talking. I picked up my drink and started to drink it and just didn't, I didn't pay attention to it. I just drank it. And then I felt something moving around in my mouth. And so I spit it back in the glass and it was one of those big fucking bugs. And, um, just like the bugs that were in this. And I flipped out. Like I, I I was just like, ah, I, I like brushed my teeth like 150 times. I was crying. I was running around the house. I didn't know what to do. Like I was so. I was so freaked out. I didn't know what to do. And um, that's just how badly, that's how badly it affects me. That just like the whole bug thing. And that whole cereal thing just put me right over the edge. And there was a time after that, for years after that, I would watch up until this story and then I would stop. Stop it. Right. Wow. Wow. But technically you still think it's good. You just don't. Oh yeah, it is really good. And I guess, you know, maybe it's, um, better than it should be or that I think that I should think it, what maybe it's actually better because it affects me like it does. I don't know. But, um, I don't know. I just, it makes me, it grosses me out. I wonder why they saved this one for the last one. It's, well, probably because wow, they perfect. knew that eventually I would get to the point where I would stop watching it <laughs> yeah, at that they point. They said, we, <laughs> we want, yeah, this is back in the days of VHS, and so we want Jamie to watch as much as possible. There's no chapter skip here, so. <laughs> okay, so. It's I, perfect placement, though, as far as I'm concerned. This is the last, you know. I have a story, though, I, I told on the show that my dad was, uh, he was in a house, and they were like a poor family or whatever and they had roaches and he said the kid poured a box of cereal and roaches came out of it and the kid the oh. kid picked the roaches out of it and ate the cereal oh that's yeah oh cuz it was a normal day of life for him you know for uh, us it, no. for, for us that would be a moment we'd remember forever for him it was tuesday <laughs> you know it was it was pretty bad that's, that's fucked sad. up that's really sad yeah, I uh, I can't imagine. I mean, one time when I was a kid, there we had just bought this loaf of bread. This is so gross. We had just bought this loaf of bread from we had a local bakery that um, we would buy bread and stuff from. And so we bought this loaf of bread. I brought it home, and that day I went to make a peanut butter sandwich. So I opened up the bag. I mean, I was the first one to open the bag. I opened the bag. I pulled out a slice of bread. I made a sandwich and then I ate most of it. And then I noticed that there was something, you know how like the, um, the crown of the bread at the top will kind of curl under, you know what I'm talking about? Like on the side. Yeah. Okay. I noticed that there was something kind of sticking out of the the crease right there. So I opened it and there was a roach leg in the crease of the bread. (laughs) I was off bread for like two years after that. Like I couldn't, I couldn't. Or and peanut butter. I couldn't eat bread. I couldn't. How much eat weight did you lose um, <laughs> <laughs> on your no carb diet? <laughs> and I was a skinny fucking little kid. Oh, like, just... Jamie weighed eighty seven pounds. I guys are eating bread again. <laughs> oh, that um, shit sketches me out, man. Oh, damn. You know, listen. Here's something. Oh, did you have more, Jamie? I'm sorry. No, that was it. No, isn't that enough? Oh, Jesus. Oh I my gosh. Yeah, Jamie. Did he eat any other bugs? Listen to what happened to me. I moved to Vegas. <laughs> Would you say <laughs> <laughs> nothing? I, I moved to Vegas. You moved I, to Vegas? Oh, Jesus, stop right there. That's horrible. I know. I wish I could move back. But <laughs> when, I, when I moved to Vegas, I didn't know. I didn't know that there was roach. You know. Ro- roaches? They're, they're prevalent in Las Vegas. I didn't know this. 
they're prevalent to the point that oh if yeah you, if you they're what roaches are in vegas are what, like spiders are here if you what? see one in your house it just happens from time to time and it's it's not that big a deal if you see a roach yeah. in your house where i live you're infested you something problem, wrong right. yeah, yeah it's dirty whatever but roaches out there it was weird <laughs> like on the way there i stepped to arizona i was pumping my gas wait 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 are you talking about the ones who gamble or or the, <laughs> the bugs <laughs> them too <laughs> mostly they call them fleas but yeah roaches mm. roaches will do it too i mean that's true it's like that in florida in georgia they're all i mean it just um maybe it's the heat I don't. I, I don't know. It is. It has something to do with the dry. I don't know, but it's not dry. But it's like the. It's like the big yeah. ones, like the big palmetto bugs. Oh, that's um, different. Yeah, pal, my, my wife told me about those palmetto. Bu- oh, fuck, gross. No, they have roaches. <laughs> roaches in Vegas, and like if you don't spray your house every okay. every once a month, roaches will come in your house. So you, now I didn't know this. I bought a house without this knowledge because I only rented before and I wasn't even aware. I know that the bug guy will come in uh, like once a month or whenever, but I didn't know it was roaches. I just thought it was spiders or scorpions. I, I didn't know. You know what I mean? So I bought this house and I move into this house. Now the, the, the previous owners, they didn't pay for their fucking last month's service. So I had no idea about any of this. So I'm sitting one day in, in my fucking, my lazy boy chilling out watching TV and a fucking roach falls from the ceiling into my head. I fucking slipped. So I get up and I throw this thing. Then I I find out that they're there and that they're in the house. And then then, long story short, yeah, that was crazy. But they came and they sprayed the house. I I bought some shit. And the first time I sprayed my garage, all of a sudden I turned around and there was roaches crawling, coming down the fucking wall of my garage. Uh. It was crazy. It was like the blood coming down in fucking Amityville. (laughs) Going down the wall. I'm telling you. Wait, wait, wait. wait. The the original or the good one? The original. (laughs) It is the good one. (laughs) Oh, my God. It was crazy. And they were outside my house. They were crawling landscaping, and they were crawling all over my rocks. It was, like, all over the place. They were running for their lives. Oh, my God. Yeah, so if you, anyone that well, they, they know. But if you ever move to fucking someplace like that, look into it. So yeah, everybody hates roaches, right? <laughs> oh no, I love them. I would like to bed with them. <laughs> Bastards. Bastards. <laughs> He's yeah, so there's not really much to tell here except that the roaches sort of overtake the place. Uh, I guess he doesn't real. I don't even know where they came from, honestly. I mean, there's like really nowhere for them to come from. Uh, they come from everywhere. They're they're infested. Underneath the, the pipes, for Christ's sakes. They come out of the fucking pipes of your kitchen sink. Could you imagine that and how many come out? and They come, oh. You know what really comes out of your pipes? Which, uh, you, you, it's really drains. You know what comes out of your drains, right? You know the most common thing? Shit. Spiders? No. Those, uh, those centipedes. Silverfish. Silverfish, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I That's said comes shit. Out. I was thinking about, I was thinking about going out, you know, like fucking, you know. Forget it. For the toilet or something. <laughs> this shit pipe is gross. <laughs> That's why pipes were invented to get the shit out of your house. Isn't that crazy that we shit in water? And like there are countries I can't even get water to drink. Have you ever not shit in water? Oh. Well, apparently it's apparently it's not a thing in Britain because I was watching a YouTube video the other day and um, this guy is British and he was talking about um, the squatty potty. I don't know if you guys know what that product is. But um, anyway, he was talking about that, and he was like, what is it with Americans and having water in your toilet? And I'm like, I can't imagine not having water in my toilet. 
Oh, yeah. You, oh, what? What are they shit into? I, 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 I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know if it just is. Oh what is it, God. like a hole? I mean, what <laughs> What are you what do you do? Oh, not, 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 no liquid? It's like right there, like in a box? Yeah, I, that's, I, I can't imagine. Okay. I don't know. I've never been. I don't know. So, um, I guess oh, if there's God. anybody out there, tell us, tell us. I'd, I'd like to. Have you guys ever shit in something that, that wasn't water? Or no? Has, um, it, has it ever happened to you? Like a, like a porta potty or, um, something with no water in it. Though. Well, I shit in a pizza box one or time. Or an outhouse. I shit in a pizza box. Yeah, let's say you kidding me. <laughs> Why? Yeah. What is it with you guys? There was nothing else there. It was at Woodstock. It was at Woodstock. And, and, and too long, they were disgusting fucking, the, 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 the disgusting place I've ever been to was Woodstock. And you fuck, I would not use those things to shit in. And we had pizza, and the tents were real close together, so I just went outside my tent, and I took a shit. And I'll tell you what. <laughs> Delivery! I, I could have... <laughs> it was the worst smelling thing that's ever come out of my... Steaming hot. That's the weird thing. A lot of people won't know this because right. they don't they don't do this. But if you shit or anything and you leave it in the open air for any amount of time, it smells so bad. Never do it. Never. Like it's common sense. You would think that that's the case, but you never really know until it happens. Like it is the worst smell ever, man. Terrible. I can't believe it oh came from God. me. I felt embarrassed. I was like, oh my God, you're disgusting. You know? I fucking felt terrible. I was like, yeah. oh. I shit a pizza box. I left it on some guy's front lawn. You did? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, you did it for fun. That's okay. No, I... no, no, no. I did it. I was at work and I, I, I work outdoors. <laughs> I work outdoors and what happened was I went to lunch and I got like two or three slices of pizza and I said I wanted to go. So they gave me like a mini pizza box. You know, it was, it was big enough. And uh, it was big enough for like a like a personal pie, I guess, or something like that. So I just had the box, and I, I had to really go where I was or whatever. So I just shit in the box. I had napkins, I guess, that I wiped with, and then I just I didn't want it in my car, so I just I just like flung it out the window onto <laughs> some guy's lawn. <laughs> Take oh it gosh. to a dumpster. He didn't want to put it in his car. <laughs> it smells terrible. It's like putting a dead body in your car. <laughs> No fucking way, man. Trust me. <laughs> Jamie, I think it smelled so bad that the, the most immediate moment I can get it out of the car is, like, my only option, really. So I just threw it out. I just landed on a guy's lawn. Like, can you imagine the fucking poor <laughs> home, homeowner who goes, why is there a pizza box on my lawn? And then he opens it, and it's heavy, so he says, well, let me see what's inside. <laughs> <laughs> he probably thought one of his neighbor's kids did it or something. He's like thinking somebody's got a vendetta against him. <laughs> you oh, shit on my house. Like, oh, check it out. When I was at Woodstock and I was walking, I had the pizza box in my hand. And I had to dump it somewhere else. So, of course, I'm walking through crowd. this Woodstock of all things. People are saying, hey, can I have a slice of pizza? <laughs> he says, yeah, here and run away. Yeah, here, but it tastes like shit. <laughs> I was like wasted. I'm like, believe me, you don't want what's in there. I was telling off. This is the shittiest pizza I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> oh my dude, God. you should have given it to somebody, dude. They were high enough that they would have eaten it, dude. That would have been so funny. Oh, oh god are we still talking about a movie all right yeah so the roaches yeah. yeah roaches yeah so basically they overtake the guy's apartment and um it, it this is a really cool ending actually because oh, great. Uh, 
Uh, they overtake him. I forgot exactly how that ends, but... You guys think the wife had something to do with it? Like she was a witch or something? Oh, the, the, the widow? Wife? I hope you die! Mm-hmm. Yeah, that shit, that's fucked up. Right as she said that, that happened, you know? Yeah. Oh, okay, maybe, yeah. I don't know, I'm just... Yeah, no, hey, yeah. So she... So it happens, and it, it, I guess it fades to black or something. And the next thing you see is him, uh, him sleeping or something, and then... Uh, him dead. Yeah, but it turns out he's dead, and the roaches, like, bust out of his... What, like, his chest or something? Everything. Or, or yeah. just his mouth. I forgot what it was. I feel like, I feel like they broke skin. His chest. Yeah, yeah, his like, chest. The yeah. top of his chest, right below, like, his throat. It cuts right. Off. <laughs> First you see blood coming from his fucking... His, uh, f- like, his temple, and then you see a roach crawl out of his fucking mouth, a couple of them. Then he busts open. Oh, my gosh. Dude, it was crazy. Oh, the whole time is so fucking terrible to watch because you're like, when he finds it mixed up in his cereal and shit, that that's fucked up. Yeah. But he's no, great. Yeah. He, he commands the whole fucking performance. I, I love him. He's great in that role. Well, you 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 have to be because he's the only one there. Yeah. Really, I mean, for the true. majority of that episode. That's true. It's just him and that guy. What's the matter? Bugs got your tongue. What's wrong, you co- colored man? Yeah, white. Yeah. Man of color. Oh, I was just wondering who he was talking to. He was I was like, just wondering. I'm I'm talking like Step and Fetch it at this point. Yeah, well, he was like humoring him. He's like, I didn't want to do that at all. Oh, that shit was great. I'm just a dumb old black man yeah. who works with his hands. I work from the neck down because I'm black. Yeah, he was totally. <laughs> yeah, I can't think. Totally fucking doing the shit because he knows he's a racist old bastard. He was so racist. He was a racist. He was just an asshole. That's all he was. He just had a fucked up view of the world. Yeah, that's how he thinks. That's what he thinks of people. Bastards. Yep. (laughs) So poor E.G. Marshall, the real guy, not the racist. He died uh, in 1998. So he he will not be able to listen to this review. No, we'll dedicate it to him. Is where I'm going with this. Yeah, so we'll dedicate it to him. Uh, so Creep Show One, we're finished, guys. We actually, you know, I know you're here already, and you're like, man, that that flew by. Even though the the Wait, underwater we didn't, one, we didn't rate that one. Oh, sorry. No, we did not rate it. <laughs> okay, wow, yeah, this is interesting too because Jamie is not exactly fonda about this one. So, so let's hear what Jamie thinks about what's this one called, Dave? They're, They're creeping, creeping up, up on you. They're creeping up on you. Okay. Now, this one, um, I I give it a three. I mean, it's not that it's bad. It's just that I don't enjoy watching it because it grosses me out too much. So it's a truly, it's totally a personal thing. Right. You do think it's a high quality entry? Oh, as... it is. And E.G. Marshall kills it, but it just it's not enjoyable to me because it's so gross. So. Um, but you, what you're saying is you like it though. I. She might have to go too. I think it's done well. But I don't like it. Uh oh, well, then you have to rate it a two. No! <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> it's too good to rate a two. She can't have her it personal is, yeah, feelings I, affected I can't, that much. I can't go that low with <laughs> well, it. Well, you have to go neutral then. You have to give it a Dave washout, which is a, a, a cop out 2.5. <laughs> well, I'm going to go three. Okay, well, then we're all going to assume you like it then, Jamie. Okay, okay fine. <laughs> should like it. <laughs> Jamie, so, guys, Jamie likes this. All right, Jamie, what do you give it? 
Hey, yeah, Jamie. Sure. Hey. <laughs> well, I love it, man. It's a five. I fucking love it. I love everything about it. I love our E.G. Marshall's performance. I thought we got rid of Michael J. The what music. Is- I'm sorry. I love this fucking movie in every installment. It's it's that damn good. You're not going to even find another uh, another chapter in another um, anthology that is good as this. Wow. Straight up. I, I think it's great. I mean, it's simple, but it's awesome, and it's fucking scary. It's horrific, the shit that happens. Those bugs, that makes anybody and everybody uneasy. It's just produced so well. The soundtrack, like everything else, like this movie as a whole, there's nothing, even the weak one right. is still good to me. And I can admit that that fucking, that the one with Stephen King is a weak one for certain reasons, but it's still done so well that, that I really have a fondness for it. Yeah, I think it's Stephen King. Uh, your average is a five, then? I mean, because did you rate every one of them a five? No, I rated I rated that one a four with Stephen. Oh, okay. With okay. Jo- Jordy Verrill, I rated it a four. Jordy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because of Stephen King's performance. No, just in general, it's just I don't know. I'm just kidding. The whole tone of that one's a little different, but whatever. It's, yeah, I gave that one. My big phobia in life is uh, is bugs. Actually, I am terrified of bugs. Um, I always have these weird dreams sometimes where they're in my ears or up my nose and I wake up like smacking at my face and stuff like that. (laughs) Tiffany must not get any sleep at all because either (laughs) you're dreaming that you're drowning so you wake up gasping for air or you're dreaming that you've got bugs so you wake up smacking at yourself. (laughs) So I rate this a, uh, this is a good entry and I, it's not boring. Even though it seems like it should be boring, a guy alone in his apartment and just talking and a couple of bugs come out and stuff. But a couple. Yeah, well, a thousand. Uh, a couple thousand, yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to give this, um, I really, really like it? No, I'm between like it and really like it, so 3.5. So this is a solid movie to me. This whole movie would probably get a 3.5 or a 4. I really like it. Uh, I I can't ask you guys to memorize your stuff and give a you know do the math. My average is four point three. Oh, you did do it. Okay, so I guess I can't ask you. Okay, Dave. So you go ahead now. <laughs> oh, five. Oh shit. Holy shit. This well, is yeah. Hard. Right. Basically, it's it's twenty four divided by five. So what are you gonna oh, do? Oh, right. Yeah, it, so it's like may as well round point, it to five. Four point <laughs> seventy five or something like that. You know. <laughs> four point eight. Yeah, so it's a five. Because it's a fucking five, man. Because it deserves it. I give it a ten! (laughs) Hell yeah. I'll tell you what, it is... You know what it is to me? I mean, not to everybody, but to me personally, you have, you know, there's slasher movies, and then there's Halloween, you know? There's shark movies, and then there's Jaws. There's possession movies, and then there's The Exorcists, right? right? Yeah. That there's anthologies and then there's creep show. Creepshow. That, that's how I see it. That's just that's the place it holds. And I can't understand why everybody doesn't feel. I know a lot of people really like it, but I just think it's fucking. It's it's so original what they do. There's like no other movie like it. They try to replicate it. You you can't do it. I mean it's. Oh, I think we, I think they did. Well, we'll talk about. Yeah, it. the soundtrack, the the production value, how they go from comic to live action. Well, here's here's the, uh, the big soundtrack, question. the lighting, which I've been. That's the way this movie's lit is like no other. I mean, maybe Suspiria or fucking Blood and Black Lace or something, but it's amazing as a whole. It's just 
it's just incredible to me. The, the, the performances by some of these actors, just, yeah, I just, you know, I, obviously I'm in love with this movie, so. Well, it's funny you say that. I got the Blu-ray, and the Blu-ray is stunning. Yeah. You guys have to watch this on Blu-ray, because the lighting and everything pops so well when you can actually see it in all of its clarity. It is incredible to watch on Blu-ray. So please get this movie on Blu-ray. That's what I'm saying. There's nothing else like it. There's no other anthology. And you know what? Something else about it's the perfect length stories. This is a two-hour movie, and it doesn't seem it to me. And it's just, you know, the first three are short, and the last two are a little bit longer. And to me, it's paced perfectly. Like, they couldn't have a better opening and a better closing. It's like everything they did was like a, you know, a puzzle pieces, and it just fits together perfectly. So, but, you know, I, you guys know this. This is in my top ten movies, period, so... Well, yeah. So, Jamie, what do you, uh, do you have any last words to say? Since, you know, we cover things once, usually, and then we're done with it, unless it has 13th in the title. So, (laughs) (laughs) so what do you want to say in your closing argument to Creepshow? Uh, No, I pretty much agree with Dave here. I think this is the high watermark of anthology films. There really is nothing wrong with it uh from the score to the look to the quality of stories to the acting it's top notch i'm really torn in like what i my closing thing i would say about it because for some reason i don't know what it is uh part two always grabbed me a lot more than part one you know when i rediscovered horror in the year 99 2000 which was like 16 years ago um, you know, I watched this and, you know, I, I realized it was, it was, it was good and stuff like that, but I didn't really go to rewatch it a lot and, and things like that, but I've been more inclined and, uh, willing to and made myself do it more ever since I met Dave. I, I, I met him actually, you know, 10 years ago, but, uh, he never really talked about Creepshow too much. So I guess, I guess Dave, when you started more talking about it during, on the shows and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when you started doing that, I I probably watched it five times since then. Wow. Yeah, and you've only been podcasting for what two years or three years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been way watching it way more now, and now again for the show. Um, and yeah, I I have no complaints, and I like everything in it. Part two is probably more of a nostalgic thing at this point for me. I'll still say that if I was on a desert island, I'd probably take part two. Believe it or not. You know, it makes no sense when you really think about it. But I, I probably do that just because. You know, that's just, it's, that's just what you do when you have a certain attachment uh, that's beyond a technical rating attachment. So, um, but yeah, but this is great. Uh, I really like it. My overall rating is four out of five. I guess I'll, I'll, whatever I said, I change it to four out of five. I really like it. So that's Creep Show, and I'm glad we did it. One of Dave's favorite, one of Jamie's favorites, and a movie I really like. So that was Creep Show, and for the Creep Show retrospective, God, this is like going to be the longest show on the planet. <laughs> you know, it is. This is going to be long because we talked for like forty minutes just about the one where they're buried up in the sand. It's a great return for the crew, for the new crew. Hello, kiddies. It's me, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper, and you're listening to. The Skeleton Crew. 
<laughs> so yeah, guys, you know, big changes. You heard on the last show, you know, Michael J opted out of of this show, and uh, because of his statements, he's no, he's never coming back here again. So it's the new crew once again. We're re-energized, revitalized, and repackaged again. This is the show that just evolves. <laughs> You know, I I have no control over it. Nobody does. It is what it is. The skeleton crew is something. <laughs> it, it's 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 something of its own at this point. Like none of us seem to. Uh, it just is. <laughs> you know, yeah. we we're at the mercy of this thing that is the skeleton crew. Yeah, you know what though, I I, I say that this is the last in, uh, incarnation of it. Probably because at at this point. I'll be honest. I'm going to say it right now. If 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 I can't get along with Jamie in real life, and for some reason we're not doing this together, I'm just done. Aww. Yeah, like, I'm not going to say we're replacing Jamie. Right. Of course not. Right. If me and Dave can't do this, I think even Jamie will say... We'll just go without him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You tell him. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no no desire to do it. No, yeah, no. yeah, we're just like this feels this... perfect now. Yeah, because it's like so drama free, and you know, in case anybody was mistaken and thinking, well, you know, this all seems to happen around Alex. I mean, maybe he's really the problem. Okay, if you think that, well, guess what? You know, Jamie never had a problem with me or left. And and uh, Matt brought me on his show after a lot went down. Matt was L, and we were fine. We, you know, Panalasia didn't stop because of me, um, <clears throat> and anything like that. So, I mean, that's not what Matt says. Matt was L. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just teasing. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do the show with this guy anymore. I can't and, do it. Hey, let's you know, yeah. the skeleton crew listeners are all gonna hate us if we just throw them off. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I don't think I have people who care about me like that, that they'd stop listening to Banana Laser if I was thrown off. You know, and we even made a joke about Mike getting knocked off the show, and Jamie said, we need some low-hanging fruit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the first show that he came oh, back Oh, wow, on. that's right, yeah. yeah. You said we always need three, so we're just adding you, so that, you know, one's bound to be gone. We so need we some, might... Yeah, we needed somebody expendable. To... <laughs> <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Oh, maybe I'm psychic. Well, I, I didn't say that, but I, I will say that, that this just is the season um, when Michael J. will officially bring the show down. I have that feeling in my stomach, too, but I'm, I'm going to go against my gut here and just leave you on. Okay. True to form, we need someone that we can trim off later. You exactly. <laughs> and, That's you know, true. Yeah. Low-hanging fruit that when you <laughs> top them off, you know, we yes. like date. <laughs> yes, well, the previous uh, low-hanging fruit has fallen off the tree, so you needed a replacement for that. Yeah, but we need two because three is our goal. So we're gonna, <laughs> right. we're That's gonna what we learn. That's what we learned. If you want to keep three, then you bring on a then you bring on a fourth that you can just lop off easily, and then right. then you're you know you never fall below the minimum. I, I'm just the unneeded appendage, so let's. <laughs> Hey, anything could happen. Any one of us might not be here. Shit. Who knows? Who knows? Only the shadow. I mean, the history of the show. Anything's possible, right? Alex might not be here next year. Who knows? 
Yeah, I just might stick with unlistenable assholes, and I'll just like pass on the horror game, and uh, you know, someone else can take the reins. I don't know. I'll tell you what, Alex, it's a lot less aggravation. I'm not lying to you here. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So I uh, hope you enjoy, guys. Creep show. I always wanted to do this. Happy we did it. Thank you, thank you for for deciding to do it because you know how I feel about it. So I've always wanted to cover it. So yeah. No, I, think I don't. I don't know how you feel about it. Why don't you tell us? <laughs> yeah, would you give it a 4.8 out of 5? It's okay, man. It's all right. <laughs> 4.8. Yeah, but thanks to both of yous for yous. My, my wife gives me a hard time because I always say that. But yous? What just, else? Is it? It's oh, you a, too. I got, or, or just you. But yeah. Thanks to both of you. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what I should say. But <laughs> yeah. How about, how about, I like, thanks to you, youths. You youths. Two youths. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you sounded just like them. I try. I don't have to try too hard. Two youths. Uh, two youths. Are no, hey, hey, okay, I already say this. Two youths are no longer on the skeleton crew. The two youths are no longer on the skeleton crew. And what are their names? <laughs> Michael and Daniel. Daniel, okay. Well, uh, what is a youth? I don't even know. So we're just going to say goodbye to them. <laughs> Henry, what's the matter with you, Henry? <laughs> what, what's a youth? What is a youth exactly? What's a youth? Oh, yeah, it's thanks. all the money we had. <laughs> Karen, right? Karen, they would have never found it! <laughs> yeah. They were in there. They were going to find it. They were going to find it. <laughs> Karen, $50,000! I like how he's worried about $50,000. It seems like peanuts to him. But... That's all he had at the time, though. It was, it was uh, emergency stash money. He got fresh out of jail. He had no income. That's all. That was his backup. Oh, yeah, yeah that's nice. all he had. But thanks both of you, seriously, for making it such a great time for me. Yep, you two guys. Great show. Great time. Skeleton Crew is back. Yeah, better than ever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get him. All right, guys. Creep Show two and three coming up. Hope you enjoyed this. See you in a uh, probably two weeks. All right. Bye. Mm, bye. See ya. <laughs>